Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sports Night. My name is Jonathan Clare, being joined by Damian Ritchie. Damian, it's been in a couple of months since I did a last show. Yeah. Uh, but we got a lot of good feedback about it. Um, I heard. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. A lot of people watched it on QA TV. A lot of people listened to it as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the most feedback I've ever gotten for Sports Night. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Is, but is, is that an Emmy I smell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I was glad to hear that a lot of people enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of people liked listening to it as a podcast. Uh, yeah, it could have been something as well. So um, hopefully we're going to be doing a lot more of that. A daily um, podcast. A, a daily podcast, exactly. The last show also was almost two hours long. So I don't know if this is going to be two hours long, I, anymore, I, but I'm on summer vacation. <laughs> yeah, so you don't care anything. My wife and children are out of the house for tonight, so I there have I have no yeah. time constraints per se uh, right now either. So um, so now, anyway, are there awards for podcasts? There are. There are the, the podcast awards. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the podcast awards. I, or I think it's something along those and lines. And now is yeah. it like all this with the same pomp and circumstances, Emmys or? Uh, I believe they have an awards ceremony and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know how big of a pomp and circumstance it is, but they have something or other. They could we technically be flying out to, I don't know, Des Moines maybe. <laughs> Somewhere fancy. <laughs> Downtown Des Moines. Uh, with <laughs> sparkling lights or sparkling light, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who knows? But, yeah, yeah. I, I know they do have something along those lines. So, anyway, um, there's a lot of talk about Red Sox, Patriots, Let's Celtics. jump right to it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Does not like Tom Brady. Hates Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is now never going to be able to play in the NFL again yeah. because of Ruth. Because she openly said, and I quote, I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> I hate everyone in New England. And so I will refuse to let him play. Well, oh, there it is. That, that that's said and done. Yeah, Bruce I still Peter Ginsburg feel, says no to Tom Brady. I still feel I don't know if people I, like I mentioned to you early. I don't know if people have said it, but the first thing I thought of, um, since since that district is Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the one that that oversees it, is I know that um, that Brady is friends with Trump. Yeah, even though Brady has not mentioned anything about supporting him as president, he always says, "Well, I'm friends with them." Right. You know, and Brady's friends. He's friends with Michael Jordan. He's friends with. Um, that golfer guy, you know, <laughs> the a, golfer guy, a really good golfer, because because Tom Brady is rich and famous, and so he knows all other rich and famous people, right? Um, that being said, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg hates Trump, and probably was like, "Now, nah, since since he's friends with Trump, I'm I'm going to screw him." <laughs> I think that was the exact quote. I, I think exactly what yeah, it was. Then yes. she went like that. Do you want to keep talking for a second so I can just go get the doorbell? Um, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, keep talking for a second. So, all right, so obviously Ruth Bader Ginsburg hasn't heard the uh, Tom Brady story yet, but that's supposedly what's going to be coming up soon because she is the Tom Brady's hope to get hold of the suspension until he actually appeals to the whole Supreme Court, correct? That, Wait, that she hasn't? No, she did. She she was the one that, that, can, that decides the on bonk or not. Okay, oh, oh, no, she does? Yeah, oh, okay. she's ahead of that district. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'll be right back. There's, the doorbell's ringing on QATV. I'm the only one here, so I'm going to go I'm going to explain, gonna I'm go gonna explain what, what his uh, legal repercussions are, uh, if you will. So since so from my understanding, for all the, uh, the thousands um, listening at home, uh, is that so Tom Brady filed an appeal of an appeal, uh, for an en banc trial, which would have something like 11 uh, judges from that district in New York. Um, since that was officially rejected, uh, his next step is to take it to the Supreme Court, in which case um, it's not set in stone whether or not 
the Supreme Court could hear it or not. They could still reject that. But um, he could file and then request um, request for his punishment to, to be suspended until uh, the Supreme Court makes a decision to either hear it, um, and if it goes against him, then he serves his four games, or they not hear it, um, and in which case he'll immediately serve his four games, or he hears it and wins, in which case he... Um, he won't have to serve his four games. Uh, the other choice, even two from that, is he has three years from um, the first time Roger Goodell slandered his name to uh, file a defamation lawsuit, and that could be against the NFL in general, um, which will totally be backed up by the Players Association because um, Brady could literally hurt the NFL doing that if he files and and wins a defamation lawsuit. Um you're looking at, you know, Brady could sue for $500 million, a billion dollars for all we know. The NFL has the money to back it up. So I'm back. You are back. So I'm, I, was, I explained his uh, legal repercussion, but if everything falls apart, he has three years from when um, um, Roger Goodell said that Brady was a ringleader. To, to file a defamation lawsuit against the NFL itself. Okay. In which case, Brady could sue for like a billion dollars if he wants to <laughs> because they have that money. So they have a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. And so, it, because, yeah. So, who knows? So, may, so this thing might be dragged up for at least another year. And if I'm, if I'm Tom, I would totally do it. Well, yeah, why not, right? Because cause his, his option now is now to file the Supreme Court. And they don't have to hear it, but, but file and request like you know that um i forgot the t- the legal term that his punishment doesn't have to be served until they hear it right um they could say no to that they could say okay um but either way if i was tom i'd file a private lo- uh a private suit for defamation of character and well and another thing i heard about that too was that if 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 he goes out and files a defamation suit Goodell most likely have to testify, and a yeah. lot of the other different things that the NFL supposedly has knowledge of or whatnot, they could Brady's team could then ask Goodell about, and they could ask other different things. You know, did you email so and so about this topic? You know, yeah. did you know that Brady did this, or did you assume that Brady did this? Where's the proof that Brady did this, or different things yeah. along those lines? And if there's nothing to come out about that, and they don't have any proof of that then it would all come out. So, yes, Brady would have served the four games, but he'd get his reputation back if I was, and a lot of money probably Yeah, did. if I was Brady, I would go ahead and do this. And, like, even if, like, the Supreme Court, like, hears you and you win, I would still I would still sue them for defamation. I'm sure he will. I would, I would go right after Roger Goodell. I'm, I'm sure he would because if he gets the hold for the suspension – um, so he can request the hold, and they wouldn't suspend him until his hearing gets heard or not. And then if it yeah. does get heard until a final appeal comes or a final um, ruling comes down, um, why not? And, and then do that in the same process because who knows? Maybe information would come out that would be benefit to him at that point in time. I, I don't know. Yeah. Probably wouldn't. T- take I would sue to also have time. the Lombardi the Lombardi Trophy renamed the Tom Brady Trophy. The Brady Trophy. <laughs> so like, I mean, I would hurt the NFL if I was him. So. Assuming that Brady serves the four, first four games, do you think it's going to hurt the Patriots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they play Arizona, Buffalo, um, uh, Houston, and Miami. 
I believe those are the four teams My, that they play. If if we're lucky, we go one and three. Okay. If we go two and two, I'd be I'd be ecstatic. But if we're lucky, we'll go one and three, and then Brady takes a little while to warm up too. So uh, we we might not be well. We might we might not be we might be like the three seed going into the playoffs. Yep. So thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> so. Do you think it would hurt us more if it happened in the beginning of the season or like in the middle? Like, so say. I know, yeah, that he could like pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're playing the Browns, yeah, serve your suspension. If we're playing the the Falcons or something, right. serve your suspension. All right, we're being joined now on the line by Seth McLaughlin. Seth, what's happening? Hello, Seth. And Seth can't hear us. You know who's whose pocket Seth is in? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Just to let you know. Oh. Hey, Seth, can you hear us now? And he hung up. Why? <laughs> Typical Seth. So I'll have to figure out. <laughs> Seth says that our phone system is is not a good one, and it, it could be the the user of the phone system, not it's, necessarily. It's it's, it's poor. It's. He has a second-rate mobile phone that he purchased off the back <laughs> of a van in Toronto. All right, so Hansi, let's let's try this again. Seth, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, now we can hear you. Uh, you said the phone system might not be that great. It could be the user of the phone system, which is more likely the, the case. Yeah, I, I think you're misquoting me exactly what I said. <laughs> yes, I, you said the phone system sucks, quote-unquote. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yes, and I, I think it could be the user of the phone system. So, Seth, since you voted personally for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yes, um, and and you're in her pocket, are you happy yes. that she denied Tom Brady today? Um, sexually? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean the age gap's kind of weird. What about uh, professionally on the NFL level? Uh, guys, don't you know that there's so much going on in the world right now that to tie up the Supreme Court with something so trivial is really just gross? I I, I could care less if he gets to be the Supreme Court wow. as well. This this from 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 uh, somebody who is about to join a union. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually I'm actually on the fast track to to management. You better not let them hear you say that. <laughs> Um, and honestly, do you even care about uh, about the Brady case, or do you just want to skip right to the Celtics? <laughs> uh, for the Brady case, quickly, I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo play. We're going to go one and three at best, two and two. No, we're going to go four and zero. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I would that, say three and one or four and zero. Oh. Like, yeah, we're going to go four and zero. Oh. The schedule is soft the as, as, baby, beat us. as as baby poopy. Um, and uh, I mean, if as long as if, if Garoppolo is 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 just is, if he's just Matt Castle, then we're going to go four and out. So I, yeah, I, I agree with Damien. I think the the biggest test, actually, I think the biggest test might be Houston now, not necessarily Arizona. Arizona um, has a better pass defense than Houston. Yeah, but Arizona's um, not a great team anyway. I mean, they're okay. They and went they, to the what, NFC what, Championship. What are you talking about? And they, they and they got smoked. They got crushed. Because they're not that great of a team. They beat us last time here. I, I think Houston's I mean, defense would be tough for us to go against yeah, with Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, no. We've beaten Houston, you know, 5,000 to nothing the last 10 times we've played. Who cares about Houston? <laughs> so, who, like, seriously, who cares about well, Houston? Well, did, did you not see naked Vince Wilfork on, no, I on didn't. ESPN? 
I, I did, which is why I think they're not going to be as good because he's obviously Hollywood bound. Yeah, I can see him being the next. Act. I would, I would see an action movie with Vince Wilfork. Yeah, he looks like yeah. the everyday man. Hey, Black Hammer. <laughs> All right, so I know you really want to talk more about Russell Westbrook coming to the Celtics. So, what are your thoughts wow. on that? Oh my God, I just, I just, L.A. native Russell just, Westbrook just, coming I just have to, to the Boston. Excuse myself for a minute. Just the thought of having Russell Westbrook on this team. All right, so what are the chances you think of him actually coming to the Celtics this this year? Fifty uh, fifty. It's that low. I thought you were going to say like you know seventy five twenty five. No, no, no. I, I don't think he, I don't think you can say it's that high because because. Oklahoma City would be insane not to ask for every single uh, trade asset that we have, and and I I don't think I think it's only fifty fifty that Danny gives them up. All right, so is it both Brooklyn picks Crowder and somebody else or and somebody else? If you're, it's, it's, if, it's, if, you're, if you're Oklahoma City, it has to be that. I mean, that's, no, that's, no, not that's even if it's, if it's OKC, I'll trade you my point guard. Give me yours. It's going to be Isaiah Thomas. Well, sure, but it's also going to be the Brooklyn picks and Crowder, and and probably Jalen Brown. And, and who ca- else. who like, cares? And that's fine. Take everybody except Al well, Horford. Yeah. Well, okay, but but you're not Danny Ainge, and that's why I'm saying it's only fifty fifty. Da- Danny Ainge, you know, he he was the one that didn't want to give up the number three pick for Jaleel Okafor straight up. Because yeah, it and, ended, up, it, and, I think it ended up being more. It ended up being more than than the number three pick. No, no, it didn't. Jaleel, they, 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 they started, Philly started throwing in things for us. They were like, how about the 23rd and 24th picks, too, this year? And Danny's like, I don't need more picks. I don't even want you looking for that bad. He right. really wanted Jalen Brown. I don't know. Well, it's, All right, so hard to pin down. If it's both Brooklyn picks, yeah. Crowder and, yeah. say, Amir Johnson for the expiring contract, Yeah, is that a no-brainer for you to do? It's a no-brainer if Russell Westbrook says, I'll play for a year and two or three, but if if Westbrook says I'll I'll give you this one season and then I'm hitting I'm hitting free agency, then no, I, I probably don't make that deal. Well, I, I don't know if we're going to know that until next July. Well, then that's that's on Danny Ainge for figuring it out. He's got to he's he has to sit Russell Westbrook down and say, "Are you going to sign with us?" And if he says anything other than yes, then you can't make that deal. All right, so if he says, no, I'm not guaranteeing him to sign with you, what would you trade to try to get him here to then convince him to sign during the year? I would trade the picks, but not the players. See, I, I would say... I would do the other way around. I'd uh, give them Isaiah no, Thomas. No, no because, because, the picks, because until the picks are a person, the picks are worthless. We, guys, we've just gone through this the last no, I, two I, years. I, I, I agree, but the, the thing is, what, Isaiah Thomas has a two, two years left on his contract. Russell Westbrook has one. If right, that's why you it, it don't be, trade the players. It, it would be it would be it would be an upgrade. I would give them Isaiah Thomas and then keep but you the can, picks. You can you can play them together though. No, you can't. Yes, of course you can. Yes, you can, but you don't. Well, you don't maybe, but a winning team would. So, are you saying Thomas would slide to the two? Yeah, Thomas yes, would slide a five to the foot two. nine two guard, or, Seth. Or 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 you tell Isaiah you're going back on the bench, pal. Or maybe you maybe throw him at the four since you're going at it. Well, no, if if Thomas slides to the two, he guards the one on defense, and Westbrook right. would. Um, Westbrook yeah, listen, would... listen. We're, we're we're not taking Damian's Damian's advice on how to play basketball seriously, <laughs> right? I, look, look. Isaiah Thomas is is a great regular season player. 
yeah, and we need him for the regular season, but we want Westbrook playing the one. Yo, exactly. You don't. If you could get Westbrook for Isaiah Thomas and like something else, I would do that. But Oklahoma City wouldn't. Because you know why? If you get Russell Westbrook, you feasibly could then. Okay, let's say we have Al Horford. Let's right. say, let's say we manage to get Russell Westbrook. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't give up. Let's say we give up Isaiah Thomas and one of the Brooklyn picks. Okay. So, so now, think- now we still have another Brooklyn pick. Okay. okay. And yep. other players. Now we can go after Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. But you know what happens in that scenario? Sam Presti's immediately fired, pulling off the worst trade of all time. If if Westbrook's coming here, both Brooklyn picks are gone. Both Brooklyn picks yeah. are gone, yeah. and so is half of our team. All right, so because Oklahoma City would be insane not to do that. Well, right. Oklahoma City doesn't have the leverage. No, but, they don't. But they have the player, and whoever has the player has the, has has all the cards. Yeah, but no, because if they sit yeah. there and cross their arms and hold their breath, they yeah. leave, they saw they just saw what happened with Kevin Durant. Yeah, but there's no other alternative. I mean, if you if you if you say okay, we'll do it yeah. for Isaiah. I mean, that, 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 that you can't sell that to the fans, and that's what basketball is about. No, no, you, no, you can't. But you can't sell nothing. I mean, right now they're in a really bad spot. They lost Kevin Durant. And it's not like friggin' baseball. We're like, oh, it's you signed easier, a major. It's easier pl- to sell to a fan base that the player left. What fan base is in Oklahoma is that- City, Seth? The people that live in Oklahoma City. That's why. That's why. That's why Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook want to leave OKC. No, they I don't think that arena for five years. And what are you talking the, about? The, They've that, been in Western Conference. That, and, uh, yeah, yeah. but no. that, the, the fans aren't why they want to leave. The, the reason is because they can't get over the top. And I think Westbrook and Durant. They don't. I don't know if they like playing with each other. I mean, that seems to have been some of the rumors. This, this, they, well, Durant they, definitely didn't like playing with Westbrook. I mean, he was quoted as saying that he can't be controlled. Right. So, and then also, Presti traded Harden, which was a stupid trade. Well, and see, it, here's the thing with Oklahoma City. They've tried it both ways now. They've tried trading a player preseason and getting the most value they could in Harden, and they took a whole bunch of prospects and a whole bunch of picks. And granted, the picks turned out to be, you know, uh, Stephen Adams, which is he's probably the best young center in the league right now. So that that's great. But they they are universally considered to have lost that trade. All right, right, so they tried it that way and they lost. They tried it the other way with Durant by hanging on to him and saying, "Please resign," and they lost that way too. So it's obvious that you know, the only the only power they have is 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 when the players are there on the team. Trading them doesn't work, and trying to resign them doesn't work. So all you can do is play out the season. And the other thing too is if they had kept Harden that second season when you know they because they, they traded him after they lost in the NBA Finals, they right. easily could have gone back to the finals that next year. Well, I mean, the thing is, or the thing that, that that gets looked over is they didn't have to trade Harden that year. Right, exactly. They, they they did it because he was expiring that year. But they could have played that year and then let him walk. I mean, I don't it. Yeah, I agree with you. Oklahoma City really blew it. They and, really, really blew and, it. And I think they still would have had a room to sign him. They too. could have been the Spurs, um, but they they they, they, it, they messed it up. They could have re-signed Harden, but it meant that Abaca wouldn't have been able to max out when he did, and it meant that they couldn't have maxed out. You know, uh, Durant or whatever when when he well, originally signed that. Contract. Well, I think they they could have maxed them all out. It's just they wouldn't. They want to pay the luxury tax. Yeah, they, you, you get the they, bird rights on players. Um, right. So so that, that's part of it. I mean, and you know, was Ibaka worth a, a max contract? Nope. I mean, at, I don't, I don't at, know. At the time, people thought he was the best center in the league. So maybe, well, fair but not, enough. Not, but not, not. No, the answer is no. No, they should have resigned him. They should have signed everybody. And right. if it's true that it was just a luxury tax implication. Then that's stupid. Pay, pay, pay the luxury tax. Who cares? 
Right, because you're going to get that back twofold because of all the things that are going to be the revenue of and all course. the different things and are coming back. And just yeah. to say, all right, we won a championship or, or two or whatever it is, it'd be worth, well worth yeah. it. Yes, considering they bought that team for peanuts, and what's it worth now? Um, more than peanuts, I would think. Well, that's what you say. That if if Westbrook leaves, that team that team is it will go the way of the Milwaukee Bucks for the last thirty years. It's going to be well, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a small market, nothing team in the middle. It's going to take them bottoming out and landing and landing the picks again, which is what happened the first time. And, you know, I'm, I was looking this up today. They had Durant, number two, in 2007, Westbrook at number four in 2008, Hard at number three in 2009. So right. even if they did bottom out, they certainly know how to pick, draft the talent. I mean, and, you know, a, they drafted Ibaka at <laughs> number 24 in 08 as well. They drafted all- Steven Adams. So yep. they, they know these other players how to draft them. It's just it seems like they can't get – and maybe it's the coaches was part of it as well. You know, Scotty Brooks wasn't necessarily the, the most highly regarded coach in the league. And uh, with Donovan this Billy year, Donovan, it, it yeah. seemed like it took – Took him the entire regular season to figure out what was going on. It's also a lot of egos. All three of those players have they want the ball. You know what I mean? And I mean that is the way of the of the NBA. I don't think I don't think I'm calling it now. In three years from now, Kevin Durant will not be on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I think it depends on if they keep winning. I mean, if if they win the next three titles, what I don't know. I if, don't know. Maybe if they maybe. win, if they win, and he's miserable. Because he's not the face of the franchise, because he doesn't. I don't think he wants to be the face of the franchise. If he wanted to be the face of the franchise, he wouldn't have gone to Golden State. So I don't think that's what he wants. Well, he, think... then he could have taken a backseat to Westbrook, and he didn't. The more, the more I hear, no, but Oklahoma City wouldn't have allowed that to happen. The, 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 the franchise wouldn't have allowed him to take the backseat because he was their guy. The, the more that I read, the more that I hear about Kevin Durant, it, is that. My personal opinion is that the media got to him, people constantly telling him that he's got to win championships. I mean, we even heard that story that when, when Jerry West called Durant right before he made his final decision, what Jerry West is quoted as saying is, you know, all the championships I've won, I, I, that, that's not what I think about. It's all the finals losses I have. That's what I think about. That's yeah, what keeps me up at night. And West and only won one championship. He lost well, eight or nine. So, so that's what pushed Durant over the edge. That's why he signed with Golden State was he doesn't want to be the guy he doesn't want to be a Charles Barkley he doesn't want to be a Reggie Miller well the other thing too is if if the media pressure quote-unquote from Oklahoma City is tough on him I mean San Francisco is going to be tougher I would think and obviously Boston would be a hell of a lot more tougher than those two cities combined the pressure to win in Golden State would be more than Oklahoma City because they're expected to win but the pressure on Durant is going to be so much less because if he has a bad game that team still wins right yeah he doesn't need I mean, to score 25 anymore. That, that, team is, that team is loaded. Yeah. It's absolutely loaded. If they stay together, no one has a chance of, of winning You know, in the next five or six or seven years. Or however they, long they, they have play five together. marshmallows on the court at all time on how tough they are, but it's loaded. Yeah. Those marshmallows can shoot. Well, the way the NBA is, is moving anyway, you don't have to be tough. You just have to be good. Yeah. I, I think green might be... Not necessarily a marshmallow. I mean, he's not a tough guy. He's a marshmallow with a toothpick in it, and he pokes at other people. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, got a t- he's got a tough guy mouth and a tough guy foot that he likes to yeah. yes. scratches. But he disappeared with LeBron. Well, Le- LeBron finally woke up this season, too, and realized... Well, well, Draymond Green had a good finals, other than being suspended and costing them the... the, the oh, so, yeah, if, if he hadn't been suspended, they probably would have won that finals. Well, they would have won a five. Sure. And, and and if he hadn't kicked LeBron in the groin, then LeBron yep. might have woke up and said, hey, you know what, I got, I, I can win this by myself, pretty much, and go from uh, there. I actually think it was more of Clay Thompson saying, 
uh, talking about LeBron being a man and, you know, having his feelings hurt. I think that's what got LeBron to say, like, who is, like, you know, I think there's some respect for Draymond Green because of who he is and how he plays. But, like, when Clay Thompson, like, some some spoon-fed, you know, son of a pro athlete, when he's talking to LeBron about being a man, how does that not rub you the wrong way? I think it was everything revolving around Game 4. You know, yeah, o- Oklahoma, yeah um, combination of all of it. Maybe. Yeah, Golden State won Game Four, but then after that, everything they did and said was just the wrong stuff. And they, you know, they woke up LeBron, like like we said, and then that was just you know the wrong thing but to I do. Just, I, yeah. I, I guess I, I I think of it in a sense of like I know LeBron has always had everything handed to him, but if you look back at his life, he had a pretty hard upbringing. Like he lived in a crappy area with a single parent who like had to work ten jobs or whatever. Like whatever the story is, okay. But for like till he was for, in seventh for, grade and had a Nike contract. But for someone like Clay Thompson to say you're not a man, like Clay Clay Thompson, really? Like, come on that that had to that had to rub him the wrong way. I would agree. All right, let's go back to our, our fantasy lane here for a second. All right, say line. Westbrook is traded to the Celtics. Yeah, and we have to give up player wise. I'm I'm forgetting the picks now. It's Crowder's definitely gone, and yep. I assume Isaiah. See, I don't think Isaiah is gone. I think why I wouldn't they want a point guard to replace their point guard? Well, Isaiah Thomas isn't really a point guard in this league. I mean, he can kind of play the position, but he's he's more of a shooting guard trapped in a point guard's body. Well, yeah, they called that's called being a point guard. I, now. I, I, yeah, I don't think Isaiah would be part of yeah, the trade. No, he, I, I think well, it's especially, especially since he's only got two years left before he wants to get paid. So let's say they give him. I mean, all the more reason to push that. Isaiah too. I, I would say it's going to be Crowder. Johnson and, Avery and Bradley. Bradley. I think yeah. those would be three players that you would probably looking. I, I don't know if that actually works numbers wise. Now, wouldn't you want Avery Bradley and Westbrook in the backcourt instead of wait, Avery wait, wait. Bradley and Isaiah I wanna, Thomas? I want to clarify. You think it's just those three players that Oklahoma City would want? Well, Oklahoma City might have salary issues, so it depends. I, I, I think it would be those three and, and the Brooklyn picks, and I think I think that those five uh, trade values or um, chips would get it done. Yeah, see, I think they're going to be asking for someone like Terry Rozier, who's been playing awesome in the summer league. Yeah. I think they're probably oh. ask. I think they're probably asking for someone like Marcus Smart in return. Take him. Kind of, well, okay, fine, but that's someone we don't have again. So, okay, I, what I'm trying to get down to is who, who would be our starting five, and you know, the six man off the bench. You know, well, so we wouldn't, no, we wouldn't have anybody. That we would have Russell Westbrook and Al Horford, and then you have. <laughs> and then I mean, I'm not. I'm not joking. That's See, what I, would happen. I, I, but I mean, uh, it, it gets to a point though that you know that you know what it is, John. Honestly, it doesn't matter. It, it do you, yeah. You have Horford, you have Westbrook. And then Jalen Brown probably, and then your, and then and then give the support cast. Well, the, his if say Crowd is gone and Bradley is Jalen Brown added into those that three, and then sure. added the trade picks. No, I I don't think there's anyone in the league that likes Jalen Brown as much as the Celtics like Jalen Brown. All right, so we trade for Westbrook, Westbrook, Horford, Brown, I don't that's know, who, and what no, Kelly no, Olynyk and Kelly somebody yeah. else. So I mean, I so guess Kelly. I said Kelly Olenek. Olenek. Is that what you're saying? Olenek? Kelly Olenek. Olenek. Oh, yeah, sorry, Olenek. God. Anyway. All right, so, so, so that's his, our His four. Pokemon n- name is, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Olenek. Olenek. And then, then who, who's the fifth just to put somebody on the court? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Will play. Well, I mean, well, so, I mean it's, it's obviously going to be one of the guards that we got remain, so... Whether if they don't take smart, it's smart. If they don't take Bradley, it's Bradley. If they don't take Rosier, it's Rosier. It's just one of the, some right, of the so three guys left. If we make the trade for Westbrook, yeah, um, obviously we're probably the number two team in in the conference. Do we 
No. Fight, so- or do we fight against Cleveland for the top spot? Uh, no. So you think we're number two and that's it? Yeah. So, so is it... Well, I'm, well, I mean, are we definitely number two or is well, Toronto sh- right there with us? Toronto, still? Chicago got better. No, Chicago didn't get better. Chicago got better players, but they became a worse team. And Toronto and and Toronto is the Hawks from two years ago when they won sixty games. They're, that's a team that a team we couldn't beat last way, year, way above their means, and it, and they were were exposed entirely in the playoffs. As were we, to be honest. All right, but we so, got Horford and Toronto didn't. All right, so if if we're number Toronto's two, so so we're say we're a solid number two in the conference. Yeah, yeah we're the number two right now. Okay, sure. well, I'm saying we get Westbrook. We're still are we oh. still light years, but behind, not light years, but we still we're way behind be Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, no, we're still light years behind Cleveland. Okay, so then is it worth making this trade if we can't get to the the finals? Well, I just said no. Even if we get Westbrook and he guarantees he's going to stay here for another five years. Well, then it is. Yeah, if he if he says if he says I'm going to stay here for five years, then it is worth it. Because once you have Horford and Westbrook, yeah. now you have a team that players want to play with. Exactly. Because so next, yeah, it is next, worth next it year's free says. agency class, we can potentially yeah, lure somebody sure. in. So for I sure. know there's been a lot of other talk that, you know, supposedly Celtics, if they get Westbrook, then they can maybe go after another big Blake name. Griffin like Blake Griffin. Like Blake Griffin or, or Cousins. Name. Do we have enough trade assets for that then? No. No, because Oklahoma City, if Oklahoma City doesn't gut us for Russell Westbrook, then that franchise needs to just take, just needs to go away. And and I'm almost positive Silver won't let them make a trade like that if it's if it's a stupid trade. I you, mean we've seen we've seen a stupid trade try to go through before, and granted it was Stern that put a squash on it, but I think that's in the NBA's best. And so Silver's already come out and said he hates super teams. He doesn't want them. He, it's bad for the league. He's already said this. So if he sees another super team forming in Boston off of bad trades and bad contracts and whatever the case is. But I think everybody City, I think everybody not allow it. I think everybody pumps the brakes with Danny now. Uh that's, yeah, well that's, that's for sure. And that's why I think Presley's going Yeah and and, and that's why Presley's gonna say I'm not you know, it, there's no real there's no real reason for Oklahoma City to help us anyway. I mean they have to re they have to replenish Durant and Westbrook, if they were to trade Westbrook, the only away. the only reason why OKC would trade Westbrook to us as opposed to the Lakers or potentially the they, they say the Clippers is another landing spot, but I don't I don't know with Chris Paul there I don't know. Um, the only reason why I, I could see them trading to Boston is to just get him out of the West. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it's more to do with how many trade assets we have to give them back. I think that's the reason they would do it, not because he's out of the West. It's all about what are they? Go- what are we going to give them? If I guarantee you, if Danny, if Danny went to Sam Presti right now and said Brooklyn seventeen, Brooklyn eighteen, all of our players except for Jalen Brown and Horford, then they're going to say yes. That's not. Yeah, that's I, not I, I think you. Is. I think you're you're giving up way too much. I, I, I well, just yeah. Well, yeah, me too. Which is why I don't think. No, no, but I, I think I think you're adding in too many chips that don't need to be added in. Yeah, they they wouldn't want that much. the The other thing too is to be honest, if Russell Westbrook says I'll sign here for three years, I'll still take him because to be honest, how Russell Westbrook plays, he like remember Derek Rose, like yeah. back in 2010, right? You know he plays like that. He plays like light speed. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but the, di- he, the difference is that that Rose has proven that his body can't handle it, and it looks like Westbrook has proven that his body can. Didn't Westbrook have his knee like fixed three times? Uh, three times? No, I think he missed half a season one year, a few years ago. But 
other than that, he's been well, pretty solid. Well, my thing is, like, nobody, nobody. Like, he's he's not a player that's going to, like, age gracefully, you no, know? but we don't want him for 10 years. No, exactly, but I would want him for three. I don't know if he'll last five years with the style he plays. But that's, but that's not a reason to not trade for him. Do you think with Westbrook, the extra money that we could offer him if he came here would be a big difference? Or he's like, you know what, I just want to go to L.A. and I don't, if, Even if I have to miss out on $20 million, I want to go to L.A. He's going to I think L.A. He's already, I think he already has a contract signed with L.A., to be honest. Well, it will be, it'll be interesting because I, I just... I mean, he's an L.A. guy. His, he's said in a ton of interviews that his heart's always been in L.A. I think now that L.A. doesn't have Kobe, I mean, it's, it, there has never been a player better suited for the Lakers than Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's just the perfect L.A. guy. So do you Why? think it's just, like you said, you think it's a done deal that he's going to go to L.A. no matter what? I think if he hits free agency, it's a done deal. All right, so do you think if he comes to, say, the Celtics or another team, that they can convince him to not go to free agency? Yeah, I think so. And because of the money or just because of, you know, Boston's such a great team now and the great coach and organization and all the other stuff um, that they're to try to throw around? Yeah, I think, well, I think whenever there's a player, whenever a player comes to a team and has success, I think there's always a chance that they want to stay there. So, you know, he, he might just not want to go through the whole process again of, of you know, get going to a new team and, and you know, they, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers, I guess it depends. The Lakers could be really good this year. They have a ton of good players, a ton of good young players. So, I mean, maybe, maybe as crazy as it sounds, maybe, well, no, I was going to say maybe L.A. isn't in the Russell Westbrook sweepstakes next year, but they would be. Well, yeah, they have the cap room, and they need a star, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it will, I was just thinking D'Angelo Russell might be that star this year, especially playing with Randall and Ingram, but um, that's 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 probably too much to give him credit for. Well, I mean, he, he had a okay year this past year, would you say? An I mean, okay, obviously for his rookie year. An okay C year? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 <laughs> he, had a, an, he had an okay year, but he also had... A coach that hated him. I mean, for whatever reason, Byron Scott hated uh, D'Angelo Russell. Maybe because he, maybe because he, maybe because he was, you know, posted videos of him talking to another player about the oh, guy so cheating you, on his fiance. So you think Byron Scott's got some road beef? He doesn't want to get out to the public. Well, no, I think I think people looked at him and they're like, "Yo, you're a scumbag." Yeah, he probably is. I, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's tough to defend. What he did, that's pretty tough to defend. But I think I think his season could have been exponentially better had he not watched Kobe Jack. 75 shots a night. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, that with was, that. we all know last season with the Lakers is like Ortiz's goodbye year for us right now. It's going to be. Yeah, but Ortiz is playing well, and Kobe was awful. Uh, well, Kobe could get 20 points with 80 shots a game, my friend. <laughs> well, yeah, he only need 80 shots. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think, I, I just don't see Westbrook coming here, even with all this stuff that we can offer. Like I said, I think it's I, just not going to happen. I, 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 think, I think it's a coin flip. If, if, Danny's willing to spend what it takes to get him, then why wouldn't he be traded here? I mean, it's it's why would Oklahoma City say no to what we could offer them? I would love for him to trade Isaiah Thomas because I would just think the irony would be awesome. You really do not like Isaiah Thomas. I don't yeah, like I don't five foot nine. They, I don't like five really... foot nine. Yeah, I I don't need Spud Webb. Spud Webb when, when it's crunch time, Spud Webb doesn't help you. It's it's he's five nine. So is it yeah. just because he's small, or do you think he's not good in crunch time? Or both. It's because he's small. He can't be good in crunch time. Well, I don't think he can't be good in crunch time. I think it just it's it it highlights his struggles 
uh, when when it gets to crunch time. Well, okay, so here here was the problem primarily with Isaiah Thomas. To, to Damian's point, it was hard for him to make a play during crunch time because everything everyone was keyed on him, and he's the smallest player on the court. Right. However, if he has somebody to play alongside with that is also a threat to score, that opens up everything for Isaiah Thomas to do what he does better. So I think Isaiah Thomas could be even better if he played alongside someone like Russell Westbrook. Um well, yeah, I, I I can play better if Russell Westbrook's on my pickup team. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, that's an easy thing to say, but that's kind of the point is we might not have even seen the best of Isaiah Thomas yet. And if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, something, something, something. Yes, that's that is a good sign. <laughs> oh. I, I, yeah, I guess that is a, a good point that, you know, there was no one around Thomas to score last year, and especially in, in crunch time. And yeah, everybody, 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 including the 17,000 at the Garden, knew what play was going to be, you know, drawn up right. during during those crunch time minutes. It's, it was always going to be Isaiah Thomas going to the basket. Always, always, always. So now, as the team is constituted right now, do you think yeah. that's going to free him up a little bit? With uh, with I mean, is Horford's not really a, a super scorer. I mean, I guess it would add a little bit more of an option. Uh, and... It's it's from all the reports so far. Jalen Brown can attempt to score, but he can't finish. So obviously he's a rookie. So that's you know so change. I've been, so I, I've watched every summer league game, maybe all but one. Um, I love, 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 love Jalen Brown's aggressiveness. He, he's it's awesome. It's awesome to see him put his head down and go to the basket and average twelve free throws a game. It's awesome. But he misses. Awesome, awesome, he misses awesome. eleven free throws. The the problem is problem is when he gets to the real league they're going to be better defenders that know how to not foul so i mean you know obviously i don't expect him to average double digit free throws but we have nobody on the team currently that could do that last year we had nobody that could put their head down and just go to the basket so even if jalen brown doesn't live up to being the third best player in the draft which it's probably likely he won't I think he helps us right away. As a rookie, he comes right in, helps us right away. Um, his defense is going to help us anyway. We're already a super good defensive, defensive team. He's, he's a really good defensive player. So he's going to help us on that end. Um, but I think Rosier and Brown, both, who are having awesome summers, I think, I think they could, they could be real contributors to this seat, to this team, to this season. Do you think, we go to the conference finals next year again as a team is constituted, or do we? Yeah, no, we're already the second best team in the East. But that doesn't mean we're going to go to the conference finals, though. I mean, we, uh, we were talking okay, this year okay. that. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. It doesn't, but I think that I think if you're weighing out, you know, a blueprint of how the playoffs are going to run down, I think we have the second best chance to be in the finals. Fair the enough. Finals. Well, I mean, I don't. I just don't see a team that's that's better than. I mean, I. I, I I think when we drew the spot that we drew last playoffs, anybody that actually watches basketball knew that Atlanta was a really bad fit for us. Yeah. They had two guys that could pound the paint in the middle, and they had a really good, if underrated, point guard who's big, who's a, who's a you know, relatively bigger guard. So we knew that that was bad matchups for us. But when I look at the league now, the East, with Horford being gone and with, with, Chicago kind of abandoning their their style of play that they want to do. I just don't see a team that's that's that can threaten us. Or I guess that's a bad word, but that can that can win a seven game series against us other than Cleveland. 
Milwaukee is pretty good. Um, they're probably a threat, you know, as long as Parker gets better and, and everyone, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Detroit's getting any better. Orlando, even with Ibaka, I think got worse. I think Oladipo, losing Oladipo is going to really hurt them. Uh, I, th- I, I thought that was a good move for Oklahoma City. It's a great move, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Abaka's a good player, but Oladipo is really, really good. Right. He's really, really good. And and also they got rid of um, the draft pick that I thought was with, uh, what's the guy, Sabonis? That kid's good, too. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really like what Orlando did. Yeah, no, I think that was, I think they overpaid for Abaka. I mean, but then again, there's been a lot of talk that um, – he wasn't used correctly in Oklahoma City, and well, he wasn't. They did. Yeah. They 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 turned him into a three point perimeter player, which is obviously not what he is. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I but I just don't see. I just don't see Orlando making a big leap. Atlanta obviously takes a step backwards. Toronto kind of stays stagnant. I mean, who else? Chicago. That that team is not going to work. It's not going to work. Fred Hoiberg is one of these new. New era coaches. That's all about you know spacing and speed, and they they're big, two big acquisitions are guys that can't shoot the friggin' ball. Do you think? Now this would be a, a big if, but if everyone stays healthy uh, and plays well in New York, do you think they can be kind of any threat with with all the? I mean, they have the talent. It's a question if they can stay healthy and put it all yeah. together. Yeah, I think I think if Porzingis takes a step forward again. And if Carmelo and Rose can just kind of put it together and, you know. If Rose is healthy all year, they're going to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think the answer is yes. I think they can put it together and they can, they can threaten. But that's such a, that's such a nickish, like, type team. Like, you just know that's not going to work. Right. Like, it's just, you know it's going to, Rose is going to get hurt again and you just know it's not going to work. Well, it'll well, be an interesting um, season, and if, obviously it'll be interesting offseason if they try to still make the trade for Westbrook and any other type of trades. Do you think um, there's been also talk about just trading for, for just for Griffin or just for Cousins? I I'm I don't want to see Cousins here. I think he's too much of a head case, even with supposedly the good coaching staff and organization. Well, I just don't he think two he has two years left on his contract. What if you trade trade for him, see how he goes? I, I just think that... He could I'll just bring that. everything down. I, I'd rather I, have Griffin here, but even then, I'm no, not too sure. Oh, oh God, no! I'm I'm so the opposite. I would much rather take Cousins. Cousins with all of his with all of his nonsense than someone like Griffin, who, in my opinion, is a total dinosaur in the way he plays basketball. He's just not that he he doesn't he doesn't play basketball the way the NBA is being played anymore. He's 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 a slam dunk guy who's not even really a good defender, and he's just not he's just He's a highlight reel guy. He's not a he's not a functional, you know, basketball player in this league anymore. So, do you think it would be better off for us to get the cousins and put him together because we wouldn't have to give up as much for cousins as we would for Westbrook? I mean, we're still probably looking at one of the Brooklyn picks or or both to get cousins, and then I, don't, I assume Crowder I think, as well. I think cousins makes for a great season, but cousins doesn't cousins doesn't win you a championship. I don't. There, there's there, okay. The days of having the best big man on the on the court leading you to titles is gone. That's not how basketball works anymore. Right. So, like, yeah, it's fun to have cousins, but he doesn't bring you a title. Same thing with Griffin. You don't build around those guys. That's not how basketball is played. You have to have 
stretches. You have to have wings. You have to have guard play. That's that's where it is. Well, as it is right now, we don't have any stretches really, and the stretches we do have, they can't consistently make outside shots, and we don't have enough guards to <laughs> to to make shots either. So I mean, I mean, like you we said, we don't have any shooters. We're, you know, yeah, yeah, we're a great defensive team, but we have no one that can score. I mean, and Horford is. He's not a post player. He's not a stretch player. I mean, he's kind of like I feel like an in between. I mean, I guess well, a little bit more of a he's, post, but he's he's becoming a little bit of a stretch player. I mean, he's he like quadrupled his his average for threes, right? I mean, that was a huge topic. He hit like eighty something threes last season, and before that, his career total was twenty. So I mean, he's obviously become a good shooter, or at least had the had the coaching staff tell him, "Hey, man, take threes. You can hit them." Right. I'm going to throw so, a bucket of cold water. And you know. You know Brad Stevens likes his bigs to shoot threes, which is the way the NBA is going anyway. So, you know, I think Horford can help us in that regard. I also think, I know I've said it, said it already, though, that Rosier can be the guy that comes in and starts shooting lights out. That guy has played great this summer. And lesser talent, I know, but I think he could be an acquisition that people aren't thinking about. So As, al- Along with James Young. James Young played right, really well, Red too. light. <laughs> Tim Duncan recently retired. I'm going to throw this out there because I'm because we're just we're 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 talking in circles, Seth. So Tim Duncan recently (laughs) retired. Power forward. All right. Is Tim Duncan the greatest power forward to ever play the game? I just fell asleep when you asked me that question because (laughs) nobody cares about the greatest power forwards of all time. That's dead. It's not a position anymore. It's gone. Doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There's no good power forwards anymore. They don't exist. If you're if 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 you're over six ten. And you can shoot, then you're a stretch five, and that's it. That's it. You're a wing or a stretch five. That's all. So, do you think if Duncan was drafted today, he'd be just like kind of like you know an average average player? Would he, um, no, he'd be a good player, but I don't think if unless he got drafted to someone like a coach like Popovich, he's not going to be used the way he was always used. I don't know. That's hard to say. Duncan's obviously awesome. He's obviously one of the top. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he's awesome. He's a, he's one of the greatest players of all time. I just don't think. I, I think he he. I think I, I think, I think was that Seth, he was at the right time at the you know right right spot at the right time. I think the problem is guys that are six nine and above want to play in the outside. Nobody wants to bang and get 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 points that way. Because let's be honest, growing up like when we're kids, like like when, when you know when you're a kid, you want to hit home runs. You don't want to be known as a singles hitter. Um, nobody wants to be like the guy that has like the back to the basket post game. That's not the sexy way of playing anymore. Well, you anymore, know? no. Right. But I mean, but it's effective. Fifteen years ago, it still was. Yeah, but but if you can play that way, like Duncan has shown, it's still effective. The thing is that nobody wants to play that way, and that's the problem. Well, I think coaches also aren't coaching that either. I mean, it's not. It's just not. It's not. Seth, so if, I- if Shaquille O'Neal was a rookie this year. Yeah, he would he would be just as good as he was playing in this era. But you remember how Shaquille O'Neal played as a rookie? Yeah, he he he, brought he wasn't to... he wasn't a he wasn't a sit in the paint guy that just that you just threw the ball to and he dunked it. I mean, he was a fast break. He was a coast to coast. Yeah, you're guy. You're, rem- you're remembering you're remembering highlight reels, but no, like the whole game wasn't like that. He no, could do no, that. I'm, That's what I'm made. Not, I'm not remembering highlight reels. I'm remembering how he played. He was he not was... every play was a fast break. <laughs> What, oh, that was a lot of his game, was rebound the ball and go. Yeah, I mean, he, he was 
He was leading. I, I, just, I don't want to say he leading the fast break, but he was getting out there. No, yeah, he and, could move for I mean, size, and that's right. It was like half his game where he would get down in the paint and he would just bully somebody down and dunk it. Yeah, but then he was also moving around, running the floor, like right. Steph said. One of the, and then that's when that, he was, you know, a young twenty-something. Yeah. But one of the things that put Shaquille O'Neal better than almost any other big man was how good his foot speed was. That's what people talk about all the well, time. But okay, but even him, even him when he's thirty and he's playing on the Lakers, and he was. Get in the paint, turn around, and get yeah, the ball. Yeah, that's because he was three hundred and fifty pounds. But but at but, that but that's what but that's what I'm saying though is that is that the, the position or that style isn't obsolete. The problem is that there's nobody that can do that right now. Well, I don't, I don't. I mean, Cousins can do that. I think that, it's, that's it's few and far between. So it's effective. It's still effective. Is it that there's um, not, it's not yeah. there's not many there's not many guys that can do it? Uh, sure, it's effective. It's just I it's just I think what. What the original question was is it's just it's not what coaches are looking for right now. It's just not how the game is being. Well, played. maybe they should look for who can get points, regardless of how they look doing it. Well, I think well, the thing is on the offensive end, it's still effective, but on defensive end, those big dinosaurs become a liability if, because if, you, if it's like a perimeter you said, game. Well, yeah, no, you, yeah, I think it's getting stretched out, a lot more ball movement, and if Porzingis is is your center. There's right. no way Przingis or uh, Shaquille's going to be able to go out and guard Przingis at three point line. Exactly. He can just up right. fake and go right past him, and then you know Shaq's just left out at the line. Tr- looking I mean, at we him talk. By. We we talk about how effective Tim Duncan was at his ability to stay in the post and score. But what made someone like Nowitzki a a top ten scorer of all time was his ability to expose someone like Duncan. You, they can't. Yeah, guard he, he, the guys he was a mismatch nightmare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that and that's so everybody you know. When's, I guess, Damien, to your point, you never hear people saying we have to find the next Duncan, but you hear all the time we need to find the next Nowitzki. Like, Porzing- Porzingis is the next Nowitzki. Right. That's what people are looking for. And I, I a think. Seven footer that can shoot. You, you can have. Then why don't we pass up on Dragon Bender? Because he's. <laughs> because he's kind of okay, I guess. I mean, he's. I don't know. Well, I, it's so hard because he didn't see the highlight reel, reel of him versus a uh, fold-out chair. I mean, he's not. He he. I watched him in the summer league, and I, I I know I keep using the summer league as an example, but he's not. He he's he's done okay. He's does he's you know the the European not, players. It's so tough to tell. Even Porzingis, it it's like you're watching grainy footage for them playing right. some sort of you know in right. a sixteen and o- over league, and it's like how can you judge against yeah, it? And no, I know. No one thought Porzingis was going to be as awesome as he was last year. And, no, nobody did. Right, and no, especially I, the New York fans. Well, yeah, no, and then with with Bender, who knows? I mean, how it's it's so tough to judge those guys. Even the two European European players that we drafted, there's a guy we're going to stash him for the next couple of years and see what happens. And it's just like, well, they did that because of salary issues. Well, you know, know I um, actually think uh, Gershon Yabusele, he's he's going to make the team. He's going to play this year. You think he's going to actually kind of come over here and play? Yeah, he's well, going to he play this year. <laughs> unless we unless we trade everybody in the OKC. Why 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 can't he? Salary reasons. No, you keep saying salary. We we're so far under the cap that we're fine. There's no salary repercussions. Yeah. We're fine. I, yeah, I got. We're almost uh, twenty eight million under the cap. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, keep, we're fine. We're, we're gonna no make salary. that trade. I mean, we might, but I still think someone like not not. Well, well, here's another. Sully, here, I think, is was the hint that Yabu Sully is going to play. Here's another. Um, here's another. You know, situation that we have here. The Sixers came out today and said we are not starting this season with three centers. Right. Um, so that that leaves obviously they have never once mentioned a bead, which I think is the most talented out of all three of them. 
but he could be the next Greg Oden for all I know. Sure. Um, that leaves um, our local boy and um, and Okafor. Yep. Um, a lot of people thought Noel would be the better trade than Okafor too. Noel Noel brings nothing but defense to the table. In my Noel opinion, is more, Noel is more of a of a Brad Stevens type of player, one that can't score but is awesome on defense. Yeah, um, but now that we found signed Horford, I mean, I I don't consider Horford Horford any offense that Horford brings is like a bonus in my opinion. To me, he's like an athletic five. So why? Well, so if, so, if, so, so is brought, Noel. We, yeah, but if we brought in Noel, then Horford would would play a four. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what that's what well, would happen. I think Horford is more of a four than a five anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he could be. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, like you said, if if he's going to be shooting more threes, that's your perfect stretch four. I think something to not overlook is uh, is that we're going to get Gordon Hayward, which is already done. When he's That's when done. his contract's up, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's done next year. So no, I know. So yeah. so if let's say we get Russell Westbrook, let's just well, hypothetically okay. hypothetically sure. say yeah yeah yeah, 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 we, yeah we get Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, we have Horford. Yeah. Um, and then we get um Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Can we compete? Yeah, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. See no, a very good chance. Could. So is that again? Are we competing against Cleveland, or are we competing for a championship? Well, well here's the thing: if we're competing, we're competing against Cleveland. Nobody's competing for a championship. That's not. That's that's. We gotta. We gotta. All that, right, well, that's not gonna happen. We're competing to play in the championship. Yeah, we're competing to <laughs> right, play so, in the finals and losing I, five. All right, so if if Hayward comes again, is that a move that's going to get us to the finals I think, and losing I, six? I think next year, if yeah. Hayward comes, it it's helped. Le- we're we're basically everybody in the East is waiting for LeBron to slow down. He's 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 north of thirty now. What he's thirty one, thirty two. You got to think he's what maybe has two, three years max where he's going to be at that level before he starts to slow down. I would say that Russell Westbrook, Haywood, and Horford is is probably better than LeBron, Kyrie, and Love. Well, look, look, it's it's the LeBron and Kyrie show over there. Kevin Love, Kevin Love just lucked out big time. Uh, well, yeah, he was, thanks for the max contract but, and the ring. Yeah, but is that another thing where he's in a bad fit for, for himself and the system doesn't no? You know well what it was? Him. He he was a, a really good player. He's a good basketball player. He has good basketball skills, and he was on a crappy Timberwolves team, and that's why he got all those points and rebounds. Yeah, but then they go back to the Isaiah Thomas type thing where they know the ball is going to be going to love. Why not just put three people around him? And because he was, because he's six ten and he can shoot a three. So, but then if if he comes to Boston with more of a wide open offense than there is in Cleveland, where there are two people that want the ball more than him, and they're they're telling him almost like Serge Ibaka, just go sit you, there. Okay. We're not going to get the ball to you. So, in my opinion, I approach I approach things like this in every sport. How are you in the postseason? Because if, if you're trying to build a team for a championship, you need to take those intangibles. You need to question those. Kevin Love is not made of marshmallows. He's made of like Faberge eggs. Ooh. The the slightest but. Kelly Olynyk armbarred him, and he allowed yeah. that to happen. True, <laughs> it's true. I would love, I would love to have Kevin Love on the Celtics if his name wasn't Kevin Love. If he was any other player, if he was, if he was brother Love, yeah, if he was brother Love, I would sign him today. <laughs> um, but but he's, hate, he's so I soft. The thought of, yeah, I hate the thought of 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 as Damian put it, a Fabergé egg on the team. I just he's 
Well, then go, going back to Damien's point about you know you want to have people that are proven in the, the postseason. I think on this team, there's no one that's proven in the postseason. No, no, the, this, this, this. Nobody. I am not. I am not committed to anybody on this team at all. At all. The this thing, that, this the team is a bunch of rental proven, cars. The only thing that's proven on the Celtics is that we're we're a gritty team that will play for the coach. We, he obviously gets the best out of his players. So I, I would think that he would get the best out of any player that comes our, here. Our coach is the best asset. Yeah. I, uh, and, yeah. If, if yeah. people look at, at Brad Stevens and says, yeah, I, I could play with him. If they talk with him, he says, this is how I'll use you, blah, 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 blah. That That's our best asset. What, you come here and play with Avery Bradley? No, I agree. Uh, but the, but the, the coach is another person, too, that – uh, granted, he's only been in coaching for three years, but three years is a lot more than some play, uh, coaches ever get. And last year in the playoffs, he coached okay. I thought I didn't. I didn't. I thought he coached better in the regular season than did in the postseason. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think it was a coaching problem in the postseason. I think it was he a does talent. Have a talent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think I, it was. This is one of the rare he, times he I agree up, with Seth. He drew up a, quite a few plays that looked great until you know Jay Crowder hit a. Brick off the side of the yeah, because we don't we don't have anybody that can shoot. That's well, no, I, I know it does come back to that again as well. Yeah. But again, it's so we're, we're again we're in this endless loop again where we have a supposedly a good coach who can draw up great plays, but no one can finish them. Yeah, yeah, so he's a, need, it's so it's just players, it's just like yeah. Belichick is a great coach, but you know if you but give, he has Tom Brady, so all those mistakes get washed away. Well, yeah, but if you put if you if he goes back to Cleveland, you know they're not going like. So I guess thirteen and three. The point, though, I guess, or I'm trying to get to, is how do we get that top player? Because I mean, I don't think Westbrook really wants to we come need, here. We need to. We need to. We I mean, Horford's a good player, but he's not going to be the one that's like you know the. You have to hope that that if you, that you land Westbrook. Okay, so it's, honestly, this is how you, how you how you how you compete again. You have to pray to God that you land Westbrook and hope that he'll sign for like three years, just so the next big free agent you can sign. And then, yeah, and then only, you'll be a contender. But yeah, the problem, only, the problem is, Miami knew what they were doing when Chicago uh, offered Dwayne Wade twenty two, and Miami offered him twenty one point nine nine. Right. They said I mean, that's not they, the exact numbers. It but, was twenty yeah, right. twenty to twenty two. It was right. just well, it was a million less. No, uh, it wasn't. It was seven million. It was forty seven to forty. But whatever. It was a forty. Okay. Well, either way. <laughs> Either way. One, two, seven, five. Either Pat, way. Pat Riley knew what he was Dwayne. doing. Yeah, he, he said, want Dwayne Wade. He right. said, Tankapalooza for next year, because Bosch isn't even playing. Right. Okay, he's back at Jurassic Park. Yep. Um, so Bosch isn't playing. It's going to be, he's half dinosaur, John. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, no, it's true. Chris Bosch, to me, is is like such like an alien living like in a human body that's not All right, even finish, your, fi- finish your thought. Get back on track here. I just wanted to pour champagne by myself in a corner just, <laughs> like just you did. Finish, just get back anyway, on they're going to go Tankapalooza. They're going to get right. a high draft pick, and yeah. then they're going to have a ton of cap space. Yeah. And, so and ready? So- and ready? They don't need – obviously, their coach is an empty shirt, um, yeah. an empty suit. Um, yeah. You know what You know what their, what their biggest um, – you know, commodity is South Beach. Yeah, we don't have that. Right. What are you right. going to do? Take them to like to like? Well, th- that's Dot why. The, Ave and like, well, you that's why the, the Horford signing is kind of a, a kind of a big deal because he was it one is. of the top three or four free agents this year. So there's, so and he came. He chose us. Like Damian said, there's there's the, the there's there's really two ways of competing for 
titles in the in the near future. One of them is what Damian said is hoping Westbrook resigns. That's that's one or or a Westbrook caliber player. That that's one. The other is using the Brooklyn picks and just happening to get the number one pick and getting the next great player. That's so, it. That's the only way you can do it. But going the 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 Brooklyn route, Horford's going to be old and gray by the time those picks really develop into yes. anything. Well, yeah, but we're not. But we're not. So what? So we don't win with Horford. So that so this entire team's going to be gone by then. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. it's either it's either now or never. And like no. I said, and like I said, it's no, going to no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you get away with that. It's not now or never. It's now or later. You either get Russell Westbrook and try to get free or agents each year, now. or each year you scratch a lottery ticket and see what you get. It's it's. How I, do you think teams? How do you think teams get good? That's what happens. Cleveland had to scratch for 50, thirty-five years before they got LeBron. I don't want to scratch. Golden <laughs> State Warriors had to scratch for fifty years before they got Steph Curry. That's how teams get good. I don't know. They I don't want to scratch and they scratch. I, well, you know what? I'd rather get the winning lottery ticket that's worth two hundred bucks and pay one hundred and ninety bucks for it. Just so you can say that you have a winning lottery ticket, and maybe that luck will bring you other other lot like you know good players because yeah, well, because because if we don't have anything would... here, Castle Island can't compete with South Beach. I didn't so... say that the lottery wasn't the right way. I said there's just one of two ways. I don't like see, and it would be, out of all the sports, I hate building basketball's lottery. To me, is like the biggest. Like if you look at like the NFL, the top fifteen picks. More than likely, I would say probably like 95%. People always remember the really big busts in the NFL. But most of the top 15 picks are, like, are, are players that contribute for like eight years Yeah, you know, in the league. Like it's solid. Because it's one of 11 on the field at that time. Right, as yeah. opposed to one of five. Right. Yeah, true. Even, and, even and hockey. That, even they, hockey. Play both, they play both ways. I mean, basketball is so unique that your star player has to be both your best offensive player and best defensive yeah. player. Yeah. Right, you can't. You can only hide somebody for so long. But even right. in hockey, like you, like the the number one pick, usually, usually, like I said, ninety five percent chance, usually ends up being a productive player. So like the top like three p- picks usually end up being like pretty good. They might they might not be year after year all star calibers, but they're guys that that are good to it that add to a team. You know, um, with basketball, it can be a total bust. Like like this Jalen this Jalen Brown kid cannot shoot a basketball. Somebody passed him a basketball and he looked at it, and he said, "I don't even know what to do with this." <laughs> it, again, it's, <laughs> it's it's the uniqueness of bas- basketball where even in hockey you're on the ice for a shift of a minute, ninety yeah, seconds right. tops, and you're on and off, on and off. So you know you can you can hide someone a little bit easier on on the ice than you can in basketball, where right. you know that if, exposes you. Right, exactly, and it's just it's so tough to find that player too that is going to be able to go both ways and play and match up and be in the right system. I mean. It's if if you're like we talked about, you know, if you're Shaquille O'Neal and you go into a system where you have to be the stretch five, you're not going to play well because this is not you. The coach has to change the system. Yeah, right. Anyway, we've talked quite a while about the Celtics. Is there anything else interesting, Seth? You'd like to ch- ch- chat about non-sports? Anything else, or are you are you good to go? Non-sports, non-sports. How about, uh, how Bur- about Bernie how backing about, up Hillary? Nah, that's I'm I'm not voting this year. I'm voting. I'm voting for Gary Johnson. I'm seriously, um, I'm I'm right there with you. I think. I think I might too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, hey, listen, Gary Johnson just got three more votes. Because <laughs> I mean, he's like the reasonable option now. You don't like can Jill we, Stein, can we, John? Can we talk about a huge event that's happening on the nineteenth? Is it wrestling related? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I, I don't know what, what is what's on the nineteenth. Okay, on WrestleMania. The 19th, on the nineteenth is the second ever full roster draft of the WWE. Okay, you know that they have a Monday Night Raw program that's been going on for twenty seven years. We all know that, right? But they're now introducing a second version of a live SmackDown. Okay, they used to do SmackDown live about fifteen years ago. They do on Thursdays, correct? It was on Thursdays. They went away from that. They started pre-taping it again, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. However, they're bringing back live SmackDown on Tuesday nights now, okay? And with that live event, what they're doing is they're doing a brand split where the roster, the entire roster of the WWE gets cut into two unique shows, Monday nights and Tuesday nights. So on the 19th, they're doing the draft where they will decide what wrestler goes to which program. It's very exciting. And, so, and it's already pre-decided because it's a scripted show. Well, I mean, it's pre-decided in terms of who they want to carry each each brand, sure. yeah. But we just don't know who's going where. Exactly. Yeah, so, we don't know. So people that wrestle on Monday will never wrestle people on Tuesdays unless it's a special pay-per-view? I believe that is the case. Now, how is this going to help the WWE? They allow they allow designated designated hitters on the Tuesday night league. So what? So so the problem that WWE is running into right now, uh, uh, other than just a, uh, an overall lack of enthusiasm about professional wrestling in 2016, um, the problem that they're running into is there's too many mouths to feed. Uh, the way that the the shows are currently performed, uh, they have a roster of about 40 uh, talent members. And they only use like a rotation of about ten on any given show. So yeah. I think what the what the hope is with the two different brand splits, two different pay per view uh, splits, you know, whatever the case is, um, you know, more exposure, able to produce more superstars, and also I think it's just a, a, a breath of, of fresh air. You know, it's, you know, um, people get sick of seeing the same guys win the same matches week after week, right? I and mean, that's what the big complaint is about someone like John Cena who's super polarizing. I thought you can't you know? see John Cena though. Well, it's hard to see him. It's hard to see him, but you can see him. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's all, folks. So, so listen, so listen. There's been a huge influx in 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 um, signings of the WWE. You might call it, you know, rating of other companies. So the biggest stars from New Japan Pro, from Ring of Honor, from all these different promotions across the world, uh, Triple H has done a great job of stealing them and signing them to WWE contracts. So there's a huge bevy of international stars coming over. There's, um, you know, there's quite a bit of buzz about about this. It's pretty exciting. I'm sure oh. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted want to, want to put that out there, you should know, in case you have a quick plug for people that, that, you know, enjoy wrestling. They might want to start watching on Tuesday nights live on SmackDown on the USA channel. Do you think this is going to be another um, boom for wrestling with this move? Or, like... I don't think it's ever going to go back to the you know, WWF, WCW versus days type of thing. That seemed to be uh, the, the heyday of it, right? Well, so that so Vince, Vince, Vince ensured that his pockets would always be lined when he bought out WCW. But with that move, he also ensured that he would never have you know a, a boom of wrestling because there's no competition right so there's, there's no push just, for him to get things better right yeah i mean the static he gets all of the money so there's no reason to try so to make more of it he's, he trying, to, he's trying to make competition 
a facade, uh, yeah. so a facade I, of competition. Yeah, it's like when Coke, you know, buys another soda brand and keeps it, you know, the yeah. original soda name. It's, it's it's under. I think it's under that premise. Are Monday and Tuesday nights going to be completely separately run, or as if they're separate companies? Companies? Oh, so, last so last Monday, uh, they announced the two COOs, chief operating officers, for both Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown. And Monday Night Raw was handed to Stephanie McMahon. You may remember her, the daughter of Vince. And Tuesday Night SmackDown was handed to Shane McMahon, oh. which is which is awesome. He's back. He's back in a full time capacity, which has been about seven or eight years since he's. He's performed that type of duty. So very exciting. Uh, very exciting. Well, I'm glad to hear it was very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. It was very, very exciting to see that. Daniel Bryan, a fan favorite, he's uh, okay. the, the rumored uh, general manager. Red light. So uh, an- another um, another topic. How is the new baby doing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you've already taken a... Is he uh, walking yet? I, I don't know. I, I haven't oh, seen yeah. him in like... I haven't seen him in a while. Now, you haven't seen him because you don't care to see him, or you just don't know where he is? Uh, a little bit of both, maybe? Okay, fair enough. So, uh, I assume your wife is just doing everything as always. I haven't seen her in a while, either. <laughs> uh, it's really, it's just been me and Hobbs. We've just kind of been hanging around. Um, oh, so you've taken Hobbs in? Well, we live in the trampoline. Ah, uh, okay. Hey, okay. Did, you, did you put a roof over the trampoline? No, it's been nice. So you just go underneath the trampoline if you need to? No, there's no need to. Okay. Did you know that you used to be able to mail small children, like up yeah. until like the 1900s? I did. I did know that actually. That's that's part of the the mailman indoctrination uh, classroom thing. Like things know. you're not allowed to mail anymore. Uh, I think children. it's just more like unique <laughs> trivia facts of the mail history. You know, it's always like the number one uh, asked trivia question is like who was the first postmaster? Do you guys know who it was? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, that's always it's always the what's always. I got asked that by a complete stranger on the street just the other day. Isn't that weird? Now, did you know that before you became? Not gross. Did you know that before you became a mailman? Um, I knew that back from 2007 when I was first a mailman. I didn't know it prior to then. I don't believe, or maybe if I did, I never retained it. And you, yeah, just okay, interesting. Do you, do you yeah. pref- do you like being called mailman, or do you have another preference? Uh, we, it, so that term is not in vogue anymore because of the. Um, you know, uh, PC. They could be a male woman. Right, exactly. So now we are referred to as letter carriers. I'm going to call you mailman. You can. Yeah, I mean, that certainly, it's an apt description of who I am. So Um, you're okay with mailman, or do you prefer letter carrier? Well, you're not a letter carrier, because you guys also carry, like, parcels. That's true, that's (laughs) true. But all of our uniforms say letter carrier on them. This week, it it should be postal... Officer. Postal, postal officer. I like that. You have a badge. Your jurisdiction is the mail. <laughs> well, that's actually a real thing. There is postal police. To make sure that uh, the mail is getting delivered properly? To like, policing uh, I you? No, I, I, no, no, no. no. Counterfeit they're actual, stamps? They're, I, I think it's more along the lines of to make sure people aren't mailing things illegally or committing some type of mail fraud. Interesting. Oh. So, the, so your, your uh, superiors are in, in policing you then? Are, are they going to have a, a cop, so there's, postal there's, police? Well, well, there's um, you know, the people. The people that police the letter carriers are the um, and the well, internal affairs people. What, what, what's what's that like? The IG is that what it's called? The pe- the police of the police. The, the the you know like the I don't know the yeah 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 Batman. Batman. Little known fact: first postmaster was Batman. <laughs> he was actually before Benjamin Franklin. Yes. Um, 
I assume you walk an ex- extraordinary amount of <laughs> miles each day now. Haven't you seen my Facebook status? I, I have. Over, Th- that's what over, I'm asking. Over 23,000 steps a day. <laughs> the <And> Postal Police. <laughs> isn't, and, isn't that crazy? Checking letters. What's 23,000 steps come out to approximately? Uh, just a tad under 10 miles. Interesting. And like how many calories do you consume a day? How many? Say it again. How many calories do you consume a day? Uh, well, you know, every day is different, but I'll tell you what my staple foods are. I always have um, a large uh, igloo cooler uh, full of crystal white iced tea. Always. That's a staple. Um, and then I will always have some sort of protein bar, whether it's a fiber one or um, some other off-brand, maybe like soft and shop version of a protein bar. Okay. And then I'll sprinkle in some mixed nuts here and there, sometimes cashews, sometimes sunflower seeds. How much weight have you lost since you've become a uh, postman? Uh, 25, maybe. I, I was, was going to say something along those lines because you can certainly see the difference. Now, well, now the I'm, in- very, I'm very salt. Now, the Inuits on, on, yeah. long, on long mile, miles yeah. would carry a cube of, of seal blubber. Yes. And whenever they felt hungry, they just took a little nibble. You might want to yeah. do that. It's high in protein. No, they, they, they hand out seal blubber every morning. Yeah. But you eat it immediately. They say, which I, see, the problem is, it never lasts. <laughs> it's always eaten before I get to my first delivery. Now, do you go to those, those uh, mailboxes? They're not really mailboxes. They have, like, you know, like, tr- treats and stuff for you to go to. They're like the brown mailboxes. The green ones. The green ones. Yeah. The green, you're talking about the relay boxes. No. You know what those are for? Those are for walking routes. So what happens is there's a guy in a truck that's entire job is to drive around the city putting mail for the day in those boxes okay. so that the letter carriers that don't have vehicles walk to each box and then pick up their mail. And like, there's no extra like little surprise or treats for you in there? Um, no. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Maybe oh, you just haven't noticed them or something? They should have like a cooler in there and a little bottle of water. Um, I mean, if you put a, I would imagine if you put a bottle of water in a hot metal box sitting in the sun all day, it doesn't stay oh, oh, Okay, cool ready? Long. Ready? How about yeah. a Cinnabon? And you open it up to a delicious yeah. treat. Well, I guess that would be under the assumption that you want to eat a Cinnabon during the middle of the day, which I guess is possible. Would you want to have a Cinnabon in the middle of the day? Or it could be like a, like a freshly baked no, I, bagel. I, I tend to fill up on the seal bubble. <laughs> I forgot. Fair enough. <laughs> well, quite interesting then. So you're enjoying the job. That's what it comes down to. Uh, no, I've quit already. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long ago did you quit? Probably about uh, uh, 30 about, days ago. About six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so now on you're just doing first, it for fun. On my first day, I said this is not for me. Perfect, perfect. So now you just leave the house to pretend you're going to deliver the mail. Now, if you get hit by a car, is yes. that that's obviously workman's comp? Uh, it is, but they 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 frown upon it. They they really don't want uh, their post employees uh, getting hit by cars. They, so they say, don't jump out in the middle of the street. It, it's kind of on the onus of the carrier to to be aware of their surroundings. Yeah. What if you put your What if you're delivering mail and you and yeah. you jam the mail into the mail slot in the door and there's like a Rottweiler waiting on the other side and he takes like a like your pinky off? Happens almost every day. Not to me, uh, but I would say nationwide that probably happens every day. So there's like these lists that come out monthly of all of the incidents that happen throughout the district and the nation and all that. Uh, and, what what uh, percentage is Florida alone? Ninety five percent. And it's a lot of gun deaths and sinkholes. Um, <laughs> the sinkhole I can believe. 
but dog, but dog bites are up there, and especially during the summer when people have their dogs. In fact, it happened to me just the other day. I was delivering mail up on a porch, and it's the same route that I do every day, so very familiar with it. And when I turned around to leave the porch, there was a uh, a, a tan-colored pit bull sitting on the porch with me that I had no idea was behind me, um, and it just didn't let me leave. wouldn't let me wouldn't let me go. So did you uh, knock on the door and contact the owner, or did that dog not belong to that house? No, I um, froze solid, didn't make a single move because um, the dog was uh, terrifying. And it was the dog was doing push-ups in front of me. Awesome. It was like, it was like bench pressing 500 pounds. It was weird. I don't know where he got the dumbbells, but like he was the most muscular, gigantic dog I've ever seen. And he was just standing there staring at me. So I didn't move, and we sat there for like five minutes just kind of looking at each other. And eventually um, a neighbor came over and scared him away. said, Caesar, get out of here. His dog's name was Caesar. Now, you don't carry biscuits? Uh, biscuits, no. I carry mace. See, my mail carrier has has a dog. Like, my, my mail carrier and my dog are on first name basis. Yeah. He sees them. He's like, Acre and Acre's like, man, man. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of us, a lot of us in the brotherhood, uh, we, they do carry uh, dog treats. The problem is if if I feed the dog every single day and then someone does the route behind me uh, on my day off and doesn't feed them, yeah. it can lead to that dog, you know, uh, acting negatively towards that carrier. Maybe. Plus, I assume you do not want to spend your own money on dog treats for other dogs. Uh, that's also a, a a strong possibility. There's also ninety nine point nine percent of the possibility. I would there, say there, there there's also <laughs> a, a a real scenario in which. You get yelled at by the dog owners a lot for feeding their dogs because they all have gluten allergies, apparently. It happened to me, like, on one of my first days. I, um, The carrier said, hey, you're doing my route today. I have biscuits in the truck. Fe- feed them to these few dogs. And as I was uh, feeding one of the dogs, the owner yelled at me for um, giving her dog a treat, even though he has allergies. See, you don't want to know how many people walk by because my street is... Everybody walks their dog down my street. Sure, yep. How many people, including the mailman, um, give treats to, to Acre? Yeah. And, and I don't mind it. I don't Probably mind why it. Probably why he's so fat. Yeah, well, he's getting old, too, you know. Yeah, but like, but I think like, you're hoping someone overfeeds him and he just collapses on the ground. Yeah, I said he likes onions and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and razor blades buried in the sausages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like that. No, but like, like with me working in the backyard this summer... Aker would walk with my mailman down my street and turn around and come back. Yeah, it's probably another reason not to feed the dog so you don't have like, yeah, a I train know. of dogs walking. Yeah, right. I know. But, like, my mailman, I, I appreciate that my mailman, you know, isn't afraid of my dog because he barks. But it's like his he, he's like his bark sounds aggressive. Like, it scares, like, the UPS guy. Yeah. Well, but, believe it or not, 90% of the dogs I encounter are not Australian Shepherds. They're, in fact, Rottweilers, Dobermans, or Pitbulls. So, not the friendliest types of dogs, yeah. I would say. Um, you know, but I guess that just comes with the territory. Well, it sounds like the exciting life of Seth continues on a daily basis, marching through the streets, delivering mail, so we can find out who we owe bills to. And what's uh, at Ocean State this week? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's probably more like that. <laughs> do, do you guys not like the flyers that got dropped off? Because there's a little phone number you can call, and if you call it and cancel that type of subscription, your mama would be very happy because we hate delivering them. Well, I assume you have thousands of them to deliver. Uh, thousands is accurate. And they're heavy. Now, say you have 
just a number. You have 500 houses on your roof. So wait, wait, wait. Go back you to this number. Well, no. Say you have 500 houses on your roof. And you you have, know how many I have? Sure. 1,200. All right. So you have 1,200 houses. But say you have um, 1,300 flyers. What do you do with those extra flyers in your bag? I don't. Well, you don't. Each flyer goes to a specific house. No, but, but what if they overgive you too many flyers? Like, what do you no, do they, with them? No, they don't because the flyers are addressed to the residents. It's not just a blank flyer. So oh, you've never noticed okay. on the on the flyer no. it has it has your name and residence on it. No, I know it says resident and, and your address. But Thanks, I just, Obama. I didn't know if they <laughs> somehow gave you more what, sometimes you, or whatnot. Do you think the Do you think the people that are in the business of making flyers are just printing out flyers willy nilly? Of course they are. No, 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 no. It's a very, it's, it's it's a science, guys. I should know because I applied for the flyer printing job. <laughs> because I, I I haven't worked in six months. So are the, the twelve hundred homes. How long does it take you to do twelve hundred homes? Eight hours. Interesting. So it's a it's 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 a nine hour gig because the first hour is setting up the mail so I can deliver it to you idiots, and then it's eight hours delivering it on the street. Out of the amount of mail you deliver to an average house, how much yeah. of it is junk mail and how much of it is real mail? You would say it's a hundred percent junk mail, um, and it's zero percent real mail. I would say. Fair enough, because everyone gets their bills so how usually. Does, how does it feel mail. knowing that your job will be obsolete soon? Um, well... No, it won't so, because he's going to be getting flyers still. <laughs> right, yeah. So the, the thing that keeps us in business are um, people that like to shop online because we deliver packages all day long. Um, and companies that... So so the mail, for some stupid reason, still has the monopoly on, at, on advertisements. Like, no one else, like FedEx and UPS and the other DHL, they can't deliver advertisements per, like, some government... Decree when Ben Franklin was well. That's so. That's, that's a, yeah. That's that's not cool. So that's the. I want. I want. My, I want. That's, that's, I want FedEx to deliver me junk mail. Me, me too. I would love if FedEx <laughs> delivered some of your junk mail. It would be awesome. So then you can go work for FedEx. Now, when you're driving your postal, your little postal truck, and if no, it's not. It's not. It's not little anymore. If Johnny, you on your computer there? Can the can the can the the many thousands of people watching this? Can they see a superimposed picture if you put it on your computer? Um. It, it, do you have a picture of it that you can like text me and I can hold it up to uh, the camera? No, but do you have? I mean, is this 2016? Do you not have Google in front of you? I, I am. Going I, on I just Google googled right now. postal right. truck. No, you have to Google. You have to Google um, post office ProMaster because that's the new style of vehicle that I drive. ProMaster. Okay. Wait till you see it. It's it's unbelievable. All right. So it's what like I want to do? It's, it's, it's like an it's, RV. It's felt looking. It has like an angle. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like round. In, it's it's not like it's not like the the boxy front. It looks like it's. If you type in U.S. Post Office ProMaster, it should come right up. Yeah, well, it still doesn't look as big as a UPS truck. Oh no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. So, so what I'm saying is, when you're at a red light, yeah, and you see like FedEx to the left of you and UPS to the right, do they like yeah. look over and snicker? Um, yeah, I look over and snicker because I have a functional radio and air conditioning, and they don't. They have to drive <laughs> with their doors open. And sometimes I'll roll the window down a little to let the air out. And I'm like, here, take some of my air, you suckers. And yeah. I roll it up real fast. So I just sent you a text message of what we found. Yeah. I want to confirm that's what it is. So when I'm editing this, I'm going to put the picture up of what you're doing. So why do, you have, why do you have pictures of, of uh, Ninja Turtle ice cream cone on the side of your truck? I, I deliver uh, ice cream as a part-time business. <laughs> is that in conjunction with the mail? So do you give like kids, like, you know, here's 23 Main Street mail and you want, you know... You know what? That was you know the 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 mail the okay the mail trucks should have like a little jingle coming down the street like the ice cream trucks. 
Yeah, I think people would probably not want to hear that every single day, though. Could it be like serious, like heavy metal? Only if it's from Finland. Oh. Interesting. Yes. So. All right. Well, I think we've come to the conclusion of all the topics we've going to talk about here tonight. I, I Ruth about Bader Ginsburg. Who appointed her, by the way? Uh, I don't know, but you, but Polk. honestly, President like, Polk. That's how long who, she's been. <laughs> who, who, who cares if Tom Brady plays his first four games? Does it really matter? Vegas, Vegas cares. What we're gonna? We, are you are you gonna draft Tom Brady in your fantasy league? I stop. I stop playing fantasy sports. I, I uh, would draft him John, if draft him? I, I would draft him. Yes. Don't you think in the final eight games or how, how many games do we play? Sixteen. We we professional football players. That's what I'm trying out for next. Oh, oh yes, yes. We play sixteen, so he's so twelve. So of those twelve games, is he going scorched earth season? Is he going for for, I for fifty touchdowns? I wouldn't see why not. So he's so he's he's a must draft guy. Bill? Yes, because if if you draft some sort of you know a, a quarterback from. I don't know. Fifteen well, why wouldn't to you twenty. Just draft Jimmy, why wouldn't you just draft Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, you, you could definitely do that too. Yeah. Um, and then that way you have your two guys. But even if you wanted to draft somebody that's not going to be, um, you know, in a fourteen-team league, which we're in, you know, I don't know who would be the fifteenth quarterback. But you know, say right. you wanted to draft like you know uh, Andy Dalton. You know, uh, you might, might want to take Andy Dalton for the first four games and then Brady for the last ones. So what? 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 What round or pick is too high to take Brady missing for? Um, I think you could justify Brady as still as high as like round five or six, knowing that you're going to get five or, five or six. That's that's way too low. That's way too low. Uh, see, I, I well, you're thinking what two or three then? Yeah. And it, well, what, what size league? Are we still talking about like a twelve or fourteen team league? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's say twelve. Say twelve, like what, our dynasty league is twelve, I believe. Um, I, I would say if we were drafting Brady in a twelve-team league, I would s- probably go four or five. Still, I don't think I'd draft anyone higher. So, you, but you wouldn't draft a quarterback before then, either. Probably not. No, I'd wait a little bit longer and then get you know Dalton or Garoppolo or you know Eli Manning or something like that later on in the draft. And see, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Brady is making it to round four or five, regardless of how many games he plays. I don't. I don't know. I think. Well, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I, I. I think you could justify him being your your second or third player taken if 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 overall depending on where you're, depending on where you're drafting. Oh. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, I was just say. So, do you is he the number two quarterback right now? Even this, I mean, is is Favre? I'm not Favre. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, still number one. Well, I mean, statistically, he's not. Brady's had had the past few seasons has had better better fantasy seasons than Aaron Rodgers. So, do you think Brady's the top fantasy quarterback right now? No, um, well, no, because he's going to miss four games. No, but I mean, but this, despite that, though, I mean, if you're going to say you're going to draft him that high, I mean, you still might take him uh, the first quarterback off the board. Yeah, yeah, maybe. See, I would still, I would take Rogers still because he's going to get Jordy Nelson back, and yep. he's going he's to have a healthy. And those four weeks count. The four weeks count, right? right. Yeah, but I, I would still think. I think I would definitely take Rogers. I yep. I might take uh, Newton. 
That's in, no, no, that's insane. That's crazy talk. I, well, I guess. Do you think he's, Newton's going to have as good of a season this year as he did last year? Better. No, he, has no. to, he has something to prove now. I mean, he got lost out I, of the Super Bowl. I, hey, I this I mean, just came in, Seth. The yeah. Vegas, the new Vegas hockey team, which is now my new favorite hockey team, because yeah, but they screwed up on the name. Yeah, the Knights. Don't you? No, get... the, no it's the Black Knights. It's the Knights. They're saying officially. It's, well, when they announced it, they said it was the Vegas Black Knights. So you're basically going to call them the Knights, Vegas Knights, well, that's baby. What, that's what pe- that's what that's what people wanted them to be called, but the logo says Black Knights. Well, the NHL president said Knights. Okay. So what was the point? <laughs> anyway, so I don't. Know, I, I think I think back to Brady. I think he definitely could be one of the top quarterbacks off the board. And I, 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 yeah, I think so too. I, I think a yeah. motivated Brady. I mean, how do you how, how do you not how do you not draft him as one of the first? At least at least in the top three, right? There's there's definitely not three quarterbacks better than him for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, so what do, what do you think? It's it's uh, Rodgers, Brady, and then who? Who's the third top quarterback? I think it's a shuffle of, it could probably be five guys that can move into the third spot. Right? I mean, two years ago you'd say it was Luck, and then last year you'd say it was Cam Newton. If Russell Westbrook has a, I mean, <laughs> if Russell Westbrook decides <laughs> to switch for <laughs> You never know. I, mean, no, I, think, I, I, I think there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks that could, that could be third. Do you, do you think Wilson will have as good as a year? Because I mean, that last year, the last like five six weeks, he was unbelievable. Um, well, yeah, they're not gonna. Well, they don't have running backs anymore, right? So he has to throw the ball now. Well, no, they I, I think I give it to Rawls. You know, fifty times a game. Well, why would you do that? They think Rawls is a, a good running back. He's not Marshawn Lynch good, but he's still a good yeah, running back. Well, well, sure, he's good, but I mean, have you not seen how football is? Be- okay, you know what? Football is being played like the NBA is being played. Yes, except so, for in, in Seattle, though. Throw, 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 throw. Well, yeah, but that's because Lynch was there. Now he's not. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm saying that I think their Rawls is going to be a replacement. They think Rawls can be can be that replacement, even though Wilson had a great year throwing the ball the last five six games. Uh, I think Wilson's overall numbers in every major statistical category go up this year. Well, Russell Wilson could be killed by future, according to Ciara. That's true. I think that, like in the NBA. The, the 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 like like the demise of power forwards, the demise of running backs is well 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 documented. It's it's now a quarterback and wide receiver league. So if you draft a running back as your first overall pick, you're an idiot. Is my point. Oh, but the cowboy. Oh. You're <laughs> an idiot if you do that. But I mean, do you think you should get someone like that though? Because there's so few good running backs, and it's an important position in, in fantasy. So I heard no because it's because is it, it no no because there's there's. There's maybe three running backs total that you could say, you know, can carry a team. So if you don't have one of the top three picks, why would you waste it? If you're drafting eighth, why are you taking a running? Why are you taking the eighth best running back? No, I agree. If you're drafting eighth, you're taking Gronk or a a wide receiver. But say you had the first pick overall in a redraft league, who are you taking? Adrian Um, Peterson. Yeah, if you have the first pick overall, that you 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 definitely have a case to take someone like not Adrian Peterson, but somebody like a like a Jamal Charles or some someone that can do two things that can catch and run, somebody like that. That's that's okay. That that's fine. But outside of the top three, there's no there's, there's no way, no way. All right, let me throw this out for you, Seth. Um, I have to keep two players. Okay. Okay. 
I can keep Cam Newton, Jamal, Ch- Jamal Charles, um, and um, I'm trying to think who my uh, – <laughs> as I prepare for this, I forget who my third player is. Calvin Johnson. No. Um, let me pull it up here. Uh, oh, Deion Lewis. Yeah. Who, do I keep Lewis and Charles, or do I keep Charles and Newton? Why, why, would, why is Deion Lewis even in this conversation? Charles and Deion Lewis. Lewis? Yeah. You don't think he could have an outstanding year if, if, if played a full year? No. In a PPR league? No. Well, I mean, could he have a good year? Yeah, he could have a good year, but who cares? Like, that's... that's yeah, you're going to keep Deion Lewis over someone like like a, like a starting MVP caliber quarterback? Can you or, trade him for a pick? Oh, Charles? I have the second and fourth picks in this league. Can you, yeah, so why, yeah, but so can why you trade him for be, a future so why would pick? You be keeping, like, why would you be keeping a third-down running back? You think Deion Lewis is a third-down running back? Yeah, we're a third-down running team. We, 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 I mean, Tom Brady's going to throw the ball 75 times a game. Yeah, and a lot of it will be going to uh, Deion Lewis. Who broke his leg? Well, yeah, but he's going to come back healthy this year. Well, when has he ever played? When has he ever had a healthy year? Um, back in eighth grade. That's true. Eighth grade was a was a banner year for him. That was his year. <laughs> I mean, if 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 Dion, okay, here I guess this is the point. If Dion Lewis is one of your keepers, you've already lost the league. I agree with Seth on this one. Also, the second time tonight that I agreed with Seth, something is oh definitely wrong. If you're, agreeing I would go with, with oh Ch- Charles and Cam. And Cam oh my Newton. God, Gary! It, actually, Gary Johnson, we agreed upon too. So that's three. Ooh, that is. We all agreed on Gary Johnson. It's a trifecta. Because Cam Newton's a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah. You keep him. That's an that's a given. You know, yeah. and uh, and just keep Jamal Charles. I, I was yeah, just throwing it out there. That's who I was yeah. leaning towards. But I wanted to see if there's an you argument. Can, you for can't Lewis. trust any Patriots running back. Well, because the other if, thing too is Jamal if, Charles is, is injury prone. You could say as well. Yeah, but Jamal Charles can play eight games and outscore Deion Lewis, who played twenty games. So Deion Lewis in this league last year, he had fifteen, twenty-four, seventeen, twenty-two, six, zero, twenty-two, eight, and then he got hurt. And I just that, fell. I just fell asleep. Yes, but in that game he got eight. He got hurt. <laughs> you also have to remember Brady's not going to be there for those four games. Right. Even more of a reason why he might be a beneficial. Then get rid of Jamal Charles well, or no, trade him. For no, I'm. I was just trying to throw it out. Trade there him for a second a round. Conversation trade piece. him for a second round hey, pick. Hey, John is is Deion Lewis really your third best player on that team? Uh, Deion Lewis surprisingly put up keepers, puts yes. up good numbers. What, so. what 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 place did you come in last year? I came in yep. second to last. Okay, so that explains a lot. I, I also traded. I traded Gronk midway through for. A first and a second round pick, yeah. And now, I traded. Well, 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 that was a mistake. Well, no, because I was going to miss the playoffs, so I knew I was going to miss it. But you still had Gronk. Yes, but now I have um, Newton. Now you, now and you Charles. don't have Gronk. Now you don't have Gronk and an extra first round pick. Who cares? And I also have. I traded somebody else for another first round pick. So I have two you, first. I have three first round you, picks, and I have three um, second round picks. But you can't replace Gronk's productivity with any other first round pick. Yeah, but I, when I look at that, I look at the possibility that he could get hurt just as much as Jamal Charles could. Well, or yeah, Deion Lewis. <laughs> and and yeah. honestly, I wasn't going to make the playoffs. How could I pass up a first and a second round pick for Gronk? Because hey, he, because he's because he's the greatest tight end and probably greatest receiving option in the entire league. It's also the greatest tight end in history. That being said, what's happening with this Pokemon Go? Is your kid playing that? No, 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 no. Hogs, do you have Pokemon Go? He says that he does have it, but doesn't play it. So, do you have it? And then do no, you I play don't. it while you're delivering the mail? Um, 
the going. Yeah, I just gave him a good idea. <laughs> the going rate is twenty dollars an hour for you to roam your city and get Pokemon for other people. See, anyway, well, I don't have Pokemon Go, but there are some. I do know some of the younger carriers that do have it, mm-hmm. and uh, they do play it during the day. And I see dozens of people playing it every single day. Did you hear about the guy in like Seattle that like went to some like weird location at one o'clock in the morning because he heard there was like a Pokemon there? And when he, he got, got and, yeah, when he got there, he saw another person and he said, "Do you want to battle?" And the guy stabbed him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's been happening a lot, I think, in the news, is people are using Pokemon Go as a way to rob people. Right. Um, oh, oh, is also, our generation just out of the Pokemon thing? Because I feel like it came in when we were probably just a little too old for it. Yeah. We were, we were in high school when it when it came in. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone's Pokemon? talking about it. I mean, I have no clue about anything. I know Pokemon, but I don't know anything about it. I never watched the cartoons. I never had so, um, anything yeah, knowledge I mean, about you know, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were young young enough to... to I think no of it. Acknowledge yeah. it, yeah. yeah. I did I mean, see we, that there might be a, um, a Legend of Zelda Go as a possibility because this has been such a big hit for Nintendo. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I've already pre-ordered that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, how would that work, though? You you have to fight. You have to fight people as you walk around and you collect yeah. rupees. Actually, see, I've heard what you have to do is, is chop down people's bushes to get rupees. <laughs> It's dangerous out there. <laughs> you have to find hidden caves and stuff like that. I just run around throwing push boom, rocks, booming ra- boomerangs. So, so our, our postmaster actually had to have a talk with us this week about Pokemon Go. Um, just reminded the carriers that you know we're not allowed to uh, have our phones out, uh, you know, scanning the area as we walk. The other thing we needed to talk about was apparently the uh, the post office in Lynn. One of the murals is a Pokestop. So they get like a few, you know, tens of people every single day coming into the post office just to try to find it. See now, now the, here's an interesting thing: How do these things get created? Like these, I think because, you you can create a, a, a stop in the game, so you can you can own quote unquote the location. Okay, because because something like, like Arlington National Cemetery, I apparently has contacted Nintendo and said, right. "Can you stop. get it yeah. off?" Right, and and the Holocaust Museum because people were right. doing Pokemon battles in the Holocaust Museum, and there yeah. are churches that are trying to get it stopped as well. Yeah, right. So I can make your backyard in your house like a no, Pokemon. it's it's, I, it's not it's not as easy as that. I mean, I I think the answer is yes, but it's not just like tagging a location and saying this is a Pokemon stop. I think it has to be like on because it involves Google Maps. So I yeah, think you exactly have to like right. you have to select a location on Google Maps, like you know, oh, the for example, the Thomas Crane Library in Quincy. That that's a little has a, a mark on the Google Map. You can click that the Pokemon and and make that a, a, a stop. But you couldn't right. just do like Damien's house because that's not an official thing on Google Maps. Right. It it has to be like a common area. It could be like outside your house, though, right? But no, it has to be an area that's like frequently visited by other Pokemon trainers. And again, I, th- I think it has to have like that little notation on Google Maps yeah, when you're that, looking at like stuff. Interesting. You know what it is? It's like the equivalent of of being uh, of having that blue certified check on Twitter. Yes, the, the Google version of like you know when you're looking. Oh, there's this field that I'm going to be traveling to, this and it has a real a little, place. This is a real place. Yes. Right. So, but there's Which a lot is, of real places that you can do that. But it's it's, it's why people that are going like like off brand and like creating their own little stops are getting stabbed. Like that's that's what's happening. People well, and, are, and it's when people are going out at the middle of night to do it as well. Yeah, but you can't find. You can only find dark type Pokemon in at night. So, 
Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So when people are going out at night, that's when people are getting stabbed, like Damien said, or they're trying to get abducted or all these different things. Um, and it's just, you know, the people are walking around with their head down looking at their phone so I can put and like, they're not paying attention. I can put a Pokemon in, like, the Pine Street Inn. Well, I don't know. If, well, if, that, that shows up on a map. You, you, very, you very well may be able to. Because, like, same yeah. thing. You could, if you could do it at the like National mass, Cemetery mass, and at the mass Holocaust General, Museum. Yeah. But it's not you putting a Pokemon. It's you creating a Pokemon stock. Right. So it's it's not so it, it's it's a little bit. I mean, the Pokemon stops are a place for you apparently to like recharge your your like Pokemon dust. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so like okay, so it, it's like a training place. Yeah. So like here here's here's what I've what I've uh, been told by by some of the carriers, and when when I've inquired about how they function as a mailman while playing this game so wait just to get this just to recap real fast this is a free app yes it's a free app and i'm assuming it's already it's, been people are saying it's already been downloaded by more people than tinder and and it's so i i mean i wonder if it's a barrage of of advertisement because or else like nintendo could really cash in on this uh, the stock well, in Nintendo well, has gone up. Yeah, like if they Pokemon. made this 19.99, I bet but it would still it, be no, 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 almost but, as but popular. It's all, but it's also a pay as you play game, so it's a free download. But it's but it's pay but it's pay as you play. So so how how so? Explain. So like uh, shit, I just found a. Oh uh, hey, do you remember you're on uh, public access television there, killer? <laughs> are we live? Then bleep it out. Anyway, continue. All right. So anyway, it's like. Shit, I just found, um, you know, a Charizard, right? Uh, but I don't have any Pokeballs. You found Chara? Charizard. Yeah, Zidano Chara. Yeah, Zidano Charizard. I just found Zidano Charizard. Okay. But I don't have a legendary-type Pokeball to capture him. And then you can hit a little button that's like, oh, you right, you ran out of legendary Pokeballs? Buy one for $1.99. Oh, I see. That's they how they it. get you. That's how they yeah. get you. And then they yeah. fill you with bread. Yeah. For someone that hasn't played, you don't know offer, know uh, an awful lot about it. Well, I'm current. I stay. I stay. I stay up with the time. Because there's got to be a hook. There's got to be I that think, hook. Right. Does Does the bread have fish in it? Oh, everything does. Uh, I guess I'll have a tic tac for my crust. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, I think what we need to do is we need to download Pokemon Go. Yeah, and, and play it and play it to understand it, and then we come back and talk about it some more. Guys, or, I quit my job just so I can be at the master Pokemon trainer. Or we wait for Legend of Zelda Go to come out and we, and we do it like that. Now, can you just I, buy these Pokemon too? Like, do you have to find them, or can you buy like, like Goku the Pokemon? I bet you you could do that. So right now, there's some like rich kid. He's like, yeah, I am all the Pokemon. I have okay. all 151. So the yeah. in-app purchases are Poke Coins, and the coins cost a dollar to up to a hundred dollars. And Ooh. I guess in the in the game you can use these coins to purchase items. Now do you get like 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 I play a lot of stupid games on my phone, you know, when I'm supposed to be like listening to my wife, um, and I never bought anything because it's like, oh, you ran out of turns. Do you want to buy more for five bucks or wait eighteen hours? I'm like, I'll wait eighteen hours. See, you and I would do that, but the Seth and other people would buy coins. Yeah, because yeah. if you find a Zidano Charizard, you have to get him right away. <laughs> yeah. You never know when you see him when you see him again. <laughs> he might be good and then die the next second or not yeah. be good. Exactly. Interesting. So, all right, so again, we need to download Pokemon Go. Okay. And we need to all play. I, so we need to go to locations together so we can figure out who's the best Pokemon player. Well, I think we already agree that Damien's house is going to be a Pokestop. 
Okay, fair enough. And we yeah. have 1,200 other locations that Seth may know of as well. Father Bills. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I would be putting things like the methadone clinic. I don't think it works like that. I really don't think you can just you can just randomly decide dangerous places are pokey stops. I think they have to be certified places. Well, people still get are getting poked by knives. Pokey knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is gonna be the downfall of society. Pokemon Go. Yeah. What this one episode of this of, of Sports Night we're doing? That, oh, so yeah, yeah. We, we spent thirty five minutes talking about Russell Westbrook, and it came back to the same thing every single time. And now po- Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Pokemon Go. I think it's just I don't know. It's it's, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. I already when I when I took my kid to ice skating, there was like other kids not skating that were playing it. There was apparently a Pokemon at the vending machine. It's um, this it's is a Quincy Youth Arena. The yeah, craze. yeah, yeah. Interesting. No, it's 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 worldwide. It's a global phenomenon. That's for sure. Now there's like super rare Pokemon. Okay. Now what would make it cool is if like really they're so rare that like you might need to buy a plane ticket to Austria to get it. Ooh, but then everyone that lives in Austria already has it. Like or or, or you put it like you put it like on the top of like Mount Everest. Yeah, like Mount Everest has like the strongest Pokemon in the world. Ooh, you know that would be cool. Or or you could put it like in the Nintendo headquarters, and you have to pay admission to get into it. That's how they make their money. Yeah, I think that would be a thousand Pokemon coins. A thousand? Yeah, but a well, thousand like hundred dollar ones or of the one dollar ones. <laughs> Uh, well, no. For a hundred dollars, let me go you back. You get a hundred coins. For let me. Uh, no, no, they give you more. You for for a like hundred dollars, you get fourteen thousand five hundred Pokey coins. Okay. Oh, for so, one one so dollar, you get. So one wait a coin. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you just can you do the math to explain what the ratio is from dollar to Pokey coin? Well, it's it's the more you spend, the more coins they give you. So oh, like, so it's on like a sliding scale. Yeah. Yes, because for for ninety nine cents, you get a hundred Pokey coins. Okay, so it's it's just it's just over one coin per per cent. Uh, initially, yes, and then it would go up from that, and then a fourteen percent increase. Ooh, steadily over each year. Yeah, that's called IRA growth, right there. Yeah, fourteen <laughs> percent. I'd take that. Yeah, it, it has the best return. <laughs> I'm going to invest in Pokey coins. Pokey <laughs> coins actually just beat bit, the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Do you re- do you remember when people were like selling out their retirement funds to buy Bitcoins because they thought that was the the way like money was going to work in the future? That's only if you purchase things off the dark web. So do you think that, like, Pokemon has, like, a chance to supplant that type of... So I- I'm going to go down to Fidelity and cash out my IRA and buy Pokecoins, and I think I can survive like that? Yeah, well, I mean, what if, like, this becomes such a global craze that, you know, when, like, when your water bill is due, maybe the water people are like, you know, you can either pay $500 for the quarter or... Or if you happen to have a Mewtwo, we'll take that. So I need to like transfer fifty thousand Pokey coins to pay my water bill. Yeah, that's what. Or, I'm, or that's what, what I'm, if that's, what that's if that's war, what, what if wars are now fought with Pokemon? Oh man, what a world! So like, if wars were fought with Pokey coins yeah. or Pokey yeah. Pokemon, would like twenty year old random people be nerds like, say it? You know what you wanted to say? Well, I guess so. Yeah, it. yeah. Would, we, would, would, would they be the generals? Would they be like General McChrystal? They may, well, maybe, yes. Actually, uh, I have um, and, and Pokemon. The three, the three of us would just be handing phones and computers to people because that's all we'd be able to do. 
I thought that's kind of what we were told war was going to be like anyway, was kids playing video games and shooting drones. Isn't that what, isn't kidding. that specifically what that movie Toys was about? Well, it's, Obama made it pretty close to that with all his drone strikes. That's true. I think that was Hillary. What do you think about the drone strike in Dallas? Um, there was a drone strike in Dallas? Yeah, that's how they killed the shooter, with a drone strike. Yeah, the drone bomb. dropped a bomb. Yeah. And yeah. that's how or it was. A they dropped a bomb on his head. That that really happened. I thought right. I thought I thought it was like a robot tank type thing. No, I think it was like a, a drone. I don't think it, I don't think a tank like shot a uh, an RPG or something like that up to get him. They they dropped they could, a bomb. They could. Of, well, they could. But either way, do you, do you think that's that's a you know that's kind of a somewhat controversial thing? That's how they got the guy. I'm not sure anybody's upset that they dropped a bomb on that guy's head. I'm not, but I'm just saying that I thought it was kind of somewhat controversial. People were saying that they used a drone. No, to, no. It, it uh, looks like, John, no, no, that, no, 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 no. John, that sounds an awful lot like anti-blue. Relic. No, you know why? You know why? Because I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's not a drone. It's Johnny Five. Basically killed him. So do you remember? Johnny, sh- do you remember short short stark? Yeah. Short so Johnny yeah. Five drove up and yeah. So that's actually not a problem at all but because that, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> So, this, so there's no there's, there's no moral gray area there. Is that the actual thing that, that killed is, him? That is the actual thing that killed him. Johnny Five. The war, oh, my the, God. Yeah. Did he do, like, a Three Stooges type scenario first? No, it was the bad Johnny Fives. I was like, didn't, oh, he, like, yeah. didn't his when wires get crossed? Disassemble. Yeah. No, disassemble Johnny Five. <laughs> no, no, no. No, what if... What if you know, you know what's crazy is that they can make that look like anything they want. What if they legit just made it look like a Terminator? Like, would that be bad? Like, yeah, we can make it look like, you know, it's just a machine, but we want to scare the hell out of people. So, um, the Terminator yeah. just comes out yeah, with, ca- without without the body, like the actual Terminator? Yeah, carrying a bomb, walking towards you, and they blare, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, in the background. And they put, like, a little breakable skull for it to step on. That That's intimidating. In fact, we should just replace our entire military with that. With I think when Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger was naked, that was more intimidating. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so we need a naked Arnold Schwarzenegger as our new drones. The Sports Nights has really gone off the rails. I think Vince. Oh, I, think, I want ago, the yes. Terminators to be naked Vince Wilforks in in three point stances. So we have like a, a line of like five hundred Wilforks marching at people. That would be scary. Five hundred by five hundred. If I was president of the United States, and I might run Quincy, I okay. would. To- I would totally, totally. Totally, um, appoint Vincent Wilfork as like my, as my like Secretary of State, well, even without any experience. Because you probably he, already have more votes than Gary Johnson does. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but but with all sincerity, can you imagine like him in negotiations? He doesn't even have to say anything to you. He'll just show up like he did at the Houston with just his overalls and no shirt, showing off his pipes, and he'll be like, "Well, we want all this territory." Silence. <laughs> you know? Can he still dunk a basketball? Of, he can three sixty dunk it. <laughs> Then he has my vote. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, we'll give you some more of the territory. Oh, is he Silence. jumping off Seth's trampoline to dunk the basketball? No, no he, can, he can stand actually, and dunk a volleyball, not a basketball. Not, but, not yeah. trampoline anymore because we live there now. Mark Henry, <laughs> Mark Henry <laughs> could, dunk a, could dunk a basketball. Yeah, he could. World's strongest man. Yeah. But I would totally have been small fork. He's, he's, he's just a large, intimidating man. And you know he's a good family man, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I think he would be an excellent Secretary of State. Well, excellent. Maybe you're going to have to write him in. I think pr- he would be an excellent Secretary of Education. I would have him Secretary of Secretaries. 
Ooh. And I'll be like, you come and go as you please. Like, And I'll be like, Vince, Putin's giving us trouble. Can you go and meet with him? Well, no, when the secretary of secretaries appoint all the different secretaries? But he, he overrides them. He can be the secretary of anything he wants. Well, he's he also the, keeps the schedules. Yeah, he's he the, has other things, John. Don't be so He's close. their supervisor. Well, no, I'm just saying, wouldn't the secretary of secretaries appoint them, and wouldn't that be a big position? I think one of his main, his main uh, challenges would be to decide when administrative day is every year. <laughs> Would he then have to decide what to get all the other secretaries for gifts? I want everybody right now to name three better candidates than what we have for November. Well, obviously Vince Wilfork's one. Yeah, well, Vince Wilfork's number one. Vince Wilfork, yeah. Is Vince McMahon number two? Vince McMahon will probably do a better job than both of those candidates. And uh, is there another Vince that we can think of that would be... Yeah! Fire! <laughs> um, oh, well. I don't know what else to talk about. We've talked about random things on Inception a while. This is way off the rails, but it always gets to that point anyway. I would like to see a randomly selected manager of a local franchise be president over these two candidates. Hey, can we talk about the All-Star game real quick? Which one? The one that was played last night. Yes, go right ahead. How come Stephen Wright didn't, didn't pitch? Because uh, I think Ned Yost wanted to win the game, and he thinks the knuckleball is not going to win him the game because he thinks he wants to get home field advantage for the Royals in the postseason or in the World Series. So, the AL leader in, in ERA yes. wouldn't be a good option to pitch? No. Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Just ask him. Oh, yeah, a, no, I, I agree he should have pitched. Because it's a joke of a game. See, it, th- this is the conundrum. It's a joke of a game, but yet the, each team kind of wants to win, especially like the Royals. They know they're going to be in contention this year. So I the, have no problem with the winner getting home field. I think that's a cool little stipulation, and it makes it not so much a joke of a game. However... You can, I don't think you should be able to just decide like who who as an all star can't play. Well, that's it doesn't what, make any sense. I mean, maybe they said, "All right, Stephen Wright, you're going to be the in case of guy," and because you can pitch. I know some of these things go like 16 innings every now and then. I, I, then, I honestly think it shouldn't depend on who gets home field advantage. It's, it's a stu- or not. It's a it should st- not decide who gets home field advantage. They should the regular make a, season record should do it? Yes, and it should be just a complete exhibition, and if they want to, you know, give Ortiz a straight fastball at 80 miles an hour so he can hit a home run that goes 500 feet, so be it. I don't care. It's an, it's an all-star game. It means nothing. The NBA when, all-star game is just three points and dunks. No one plays defense. Yeah. But when it was a straight exhibition, nobody was watching no one was watching well, so, now. So, but maybe they need to do something that is more of exciting. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really caring that it's, it's watching now. It's, Everyone it's, knows it's a joke. Baseball won't exist in fifty years. Yeah, that's that's probably about a point. Well, I think it's going to change. It's going to be more young, exciting stars than something else. So, they, you know, like I don't know. Like, I think, how do you make how do you, how do you make baseball more exciting? You get rid of it Ooh. and you replace it with a new sport. Ooh, interesting concept. I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather watch men's Olympic basketball. That's very exciting compared to baseball. They do all the fake spikes. And yeah, then but like, no one's going to be going this year, so it's going to be very boring. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they put it in, 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 a, in a corrupt nation. Well, th- that wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it has it with, with Zika viruses. I would say it's been the United States. It's been Russia. It's been in China. Yeah. Russia's track athletes are banned from the Olympics this year. Yes, because they yeah. cheated. <laughs> Yeah, or they doped up. Olympics, uh, the Olympics is another joke. It's another isn't joke. It crazy, isn't it crazy that the wild dogs like pale in comparison to a problem? <laughs> like, wi- there, yeah. like there was wild dogs running rampant in Sochi. There's, there was there's wild dogs run rampant in Athens. 
They're like they're, I think wild dogs run rampant everywhere. Really, they're they're yeah, especially in Lynn. It's, they're yeah. all over Lynn. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it, I just I don't know. I just think the Olymp- the Olympics is 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 a stu- there's too many stupid sports. Golf shouldn't be an Olympic sport. Well, they got rid of wrestling to do golf, and that's a travesty. See, now that's stupid. It should right. be, it should be legitimate. Yeah, it should be like it should be the old stuff like running, swimming, wrestling. But we're talking about we're it talking about the things. ultimate corrupt organization. Well, maybe that or FIFA. Well, you know, they can fight for who's yeah. number one. But I mean, the IOC is just as corrupt as FIFA. I mean, everybody likes the idea of the Olympics, even though I have Olympic plates. <laughs> yes, <laughs> people, yeah. I should probably replay. I used to like the Olympics, but I, like when I really look at look at it now, as I got older, it's it's a stupid thing. It's a stupid thing that nobody cares about. They well, care- I like. I like international sports. Bum, 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 bum. You know what's really good? Like, yeah, like, I like the watching o- Olympic hockey, but the World Cup of Hockey is every four years, and that's better. Yeah, yeah. Any any World Cup version of anything, I think, is pretty good. Except for the World Cup of Baseball. If they, they can't, have a World if, Cup of Baseball? If the problem with the World, I forget what they call it. Yeah, so yeah. But yes, they do. If the problem with that is that it's during spring training. Right. And that's that's the ultimate problem. It has to be like at the end of the season, but hockey's doing their World Cup before yeah. the season starts too. So um but yeah, I don't know. The Olympics are a joke. And and, and this is so it's like the opening ceremony, I can't the opening ceremony takes seventeen hours. Do you think NBC is right. delaying this. Uh, it's not going to be live. Speaking of 17 hours, I've been on the phone for 17 hours. <laughs> yeah, oh just, just about, yeah. All, All right, right Seth, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Major quick updates, rule changes for NCAA yeah, this and, is the last bit here. and high school. So rule change number one, coaches can be kicked out of a game. Okay. They couldn't before? No, there was no rule put in place for them to be kicked out. Okay, so, so now it's official. So now it's official for if a coach has two uh, uh, personal fouls. Then boom, then he's gone. Okay. out of the game just like a player. So that's number one. That's an, uh, one rule. New rule: college and high school ball ball carrier can slide to not be tackled. Yeah. So just like the NFL, and like quarterback. the pros, the yeah. ball the ball is placed at the furthest point. The carrier um, is holding the ball when he begins the slide. Also, and here's the key thing: once the once ball carrier begins the slide, he is now considered. Um, a defenseless player, so any contact with him is going to be a fifteen yard. Same as the NFL with the again with the yeah. quarterback rule, the slide um, rule. Yeah, okay. It's going to be. I think it's going to be tougher though for high school level. You know, because well, you can you can still hit the player. I mean, if you di- dive at somebody and then they slide and you hit yeah. them, then uh, yeah. But, but I mean, it's going to be a lot of judgment calls. Yeah, as there is in the NFL too. Um, the uh, other one is now you can no longer trip the ball carrier. Little known fact that you could you could if you were. Isaiah yep. Thomas and Mike all starts running down the field. You could just stick out your leg and trip him. Very yeah. interesting. Well, we lost one camera, but right. we have the second, so we should probably wrap it up before. And <laughs> then the last that. one oh, is yes. you can use bats. Oh, excellent, excellent. No, last one as is, long as there's no more blocking below the waist. Well, that but makes very, sense. very complicated, but. All right, well, we want to thank Seth McLaughlin for calling in and talking to us for Do an hour and 45 to? minutes. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank Damon Ritchie for coming in. And Jordan uh, Five. Yep, so uh, look for the podcast. Look for us on QATV. Look, look for us for on YouTube. trucks. All the different things. All right, so again, uh, for Damien, for Seth, my name is John Caleri. Thanks for watching Sports Night. We'll see you next time.